What's going on? What in the world? What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Look at that camera work. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday afternoon or night, Crimson Capsules. I'm glad to be back at night, by the way. Although it's not nighttime out there. It's the right time. Thursday night, Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. Man, check this out. I don't know if you can tell the difference. I see a little bit of difference in the camera angle and all of that stuff. I was about to go on. I was about to go on, and my browser, which is Google Chrome, just crapped the hell out. Okay, so I'm sitting there like, what? I mean, I haven't experienced this ever before in my life, all right, with this computer. So my Google browser, Google Chrome's crapped out. I can't pull up any 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 uh, websites or anything. And so I had to go over to Firefox, which then I had to then put all the information back in last second, scrambling. Um, and uh, what, what's now is I'm actually uh, translating this through StreamYard onto, onto, um, onto uh, what do you call it? Onto StreamYard from my, Firefox browser. So I've never used the Firefox browser. I see I'm a little bit messed up on my screen. I don't know, man. I'm looking for my laptop and I'm looking um I'm looking at it on the playback and it's it looks okay on my laptop, but now I can't. You know, I had to remember passwords. It was a disaster. <laughs> so anyway, uh Google Chrome completely crapped out on me right as I was about to go on, right when I was about to press live. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Oh, um, I'm trying out for Firefox. Everything looks yellow. My eyes look yellow. My teeth look yellow. All right. Everything in the background looks like a mess. All right. So anyway, and I have my super chats over on another screen over here. All right. So because I couldn't pull them up in time to even remember passwords and all of that stuff. Everything was logged out. So it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. So um, I just don't like the way I look on this particular screen, but it is what it is. We'll do what we can. Today's episode, you know, you can't be you can't be a choosy lover. Choosy lover. You're so choosy. Let me see something here. Um, I'm going to pop up a setting real quick. As you guys know, this is on the fly. Never really had problems. I'm a professional here. All right. I see what's going on here. I see that camera is going. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, like I said, this is on the fly. So. What we're going to talk about today is this new television show called The Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. And here's the show right there. It's called Marry Now or Move On. Oh, my gosh. Marry Now or Move On, The Ultimatum. What a catastrophe of a show. And I'm going to admit, I haven't seen all the episodes. It actually just came to my attention uh, today, and I tried to watch as many episodes as I could possibly find, but this is what's happening in the Blue Pill Matrix. <laughs> All right, they're actually putting this out. They put several young couples to the task of challenging their relationship in which one of the people in the couple decided to say, hey, it's marry me now, or it's time for you to move on, the classic ultimatum. Now, we're going to talk about why if you should ever receive an ultimatum, you should run immediately. You should be out to lunch. Okay? 
You should be out of there. Always leave the, leave the relationship if the ultimatum comes in because it is very toxic. We're going to read from psychologists and people who are so-called relationship experts telling you to never deal with an ultimatum. Never deal with an ultimatum. Never uh, listen to an ultimatum. Never have a person that thinks that they're on the hook and forcing you into marriage because you invested some sort of time or energy or whatever it is. Uh, you love each other. You want to have kids. We're going to play the trailer on this one, and you're going to see the toxic-ass people out here getting ultimatums. Man, I'm going to tell you. So uh, the host of the show is Nick Lachey, and hopefully I can screen scroll down this without the damn browser going nuts. Um, Nick Lachey and uh, what is her name? Vanessa Hudgston, but she's now Vanessa Lachey. And uh, they did end up getting married. You see right here? I don't know if you guys can see that. So right now you can see my I'm having a problem with this browser. So I'm going to have to pop them all up in, on the um, on the Firefox is um, they got together. But Nick Lachey and I believe her was already married previously. Mm. Weren't they both married prior to them getting married? I know Nick Lachey was, but Vanessa had to be married or was dating somebody famous. All right. I'm having to look over here at the live chat today. All right. But here you got these two people who are one is a divorcee. Um, and then they talked about how their relationship started, in which then I believe she gave Nick the ultimatum. Where is this going? We've been together for five years. Hold on for a second. Where is this relationship going? I believe we've been together for so much time, only because of time she wants to proceed with the relationship. It's about love, and I think we should move forward. And if you don't move forward now, it's time for us to cut ties. And I think what happened was Nick Lachey said, I'm out. Nope. OK, and then he got he went and bounced on her. And then she says in the show that they actually dated other people and then they found love again. All right. They found love again. All right. And then they found love again. And then they realized that after five years of dating and being in a relationship in fiancés that they would go ahead and marry. Now, I don't know if, you know, take a look at Nick Lachey here. He looks like he wants to run. <laughs> He don't look like he want to be in that relationship. He's a super duper gump. I mean, he don't even have no personality at all. Yeah, he a goofy. All right, shout out to him. He, you know, these people watch my show. They watch my show because I put it in the thumbnail. I think Nick Lachey, wanna, he wants to leave this woman. All right, she got him by the nose. Anyway, um, it says right here, if you thought Love is Blind was wild, just wait until you watch six couples attempt to decide if they're ready for an engagement, nope, by dating other people in front of each other. So this is the toxicity of these particular relationships in which they're going to pit each other against each other to see if they really are in love. Now, just to be fair, these couples are, you know, uh, in their 20s, early 20s. I don't think many people were over the age of 26, uh, but uh, be that as it may, a lot of these young guys were young and dumb. And believe it or not, not all the people who gave the ultimatums were women. Some of the people who gave ultimatums were the men in this situation. And um, you, if you ever watch the show, you can hear the selfishness in their ultimatum. Okay, and this is what we're trying to warn you about. But before we do all that uh, and get into all of that and see, I'm, I'm scrambling. I'm shuffling today, man. My, my podcast is struggling and shuffling today. Where are we at here? Let's start shuffling. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! 
All right, let's get into the super chats here. Let me see what I can do about super chats. Let me move this. Let me move this computer or screen over here. I'm 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 struggling today. Where are we at here? Simon Small is in the building. Thank you for being here. So is Mr. Leaf. So is John H. Focusing on his career. Wait a minute. So I could focus on my career. Uh, shout out to Tracy Mills. And uh, what do you have to say? Seems like you didn't have anything to say, sir. Uh, I lost your suit. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Maybe he did have something to say. He said, he said, vasectomy gang, bruh, I've seen this on Netflix and I knew coach was going to be all over it. Do do Dubai boys for life. Shout out to you. Free age, free agent lifestyle to the casket drops. Um, but yeah, I stumbled upon the show. I was like, I got a little bit of time today. I clicked on uh, my, my uh, Apple TV and this popped up on Netflix. I never really go to Netflix. And all of a sudden I was like, let me check out a movie on there. And then this show was up. I was like, damn, I better go ahead and check what's going on. All right. People are giving me suggestions what to do. I'm not going to do it right now. Just so you know, I'm, I'm on live. All right. So I'll figure out my problem later. <laughs> People are like, do this and do that. I was about to go on live and it went crazy. So I'll do it all later. Let's just focus on now. <laughs> here we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, where are we at? Oh, I got all the super chats. Hey, let's take a look at this, these uh, fancy couples here. Let's go ahead. Oh, you know what? Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch the trailer of these lovely people here. And uh, fair use. I'm sure they're not going to grant me fair use. And uh, we'll listen to these lovely couples right now. Here we go. I love you to death, but I just cannot wait any longer. That I found her. <laughs> she got snot running through her nose. Oh, my God. Hey, my God. Hey, guys. This woman got snot. She crying. Hold on. Yikes. What is going on, man? Hey, I just can't wait any longer. I think this girl. Hold on. I think this girl is like 23. And uh, her baby, she got baby rabies. The clock is ticking, bro. Her biological clock is about to explode and she wants to have children. But I know I, what we know is when she has children, she going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. All right. Because she got a little bit of ethnicity in her. So we already know. And that's you. She going to blow up like the Goodyear blimp. She was super duper annoying and toxic. All right. And she was trying to get her man to go and take the plunge. She got baby rabies. Love you to death, but I just cannot wait any longer. That is why I'm giving this ultimatum. You're here because someone in your relationship has issues. All right, there you go. We got a sister. You've been on oh my mind. She got a little rag too. Mm. You know, I don't need no big rag. I just need a little. You know, she got them little handful, little bitties I see. Uh, she, I think she was a mixed girl. I think she's mixed with Italian and uh, I can't remember African or something. But mm, anyway, <laughs> sister, let me see them feet, by the way. All right. So uh, look at my brother here. You already know Tyrone don't want no parts of this marriage. <laughs> hey, um, we got to chop up this for fair use. Um, Tyrone don't want nothing to do with marrying this woman he's way too young tyrone don't do it son hey yo Sean, don't do it do not marry her i know you think she's the baddest chick you can ever get ray but don't do it matter of fact i believe ray committed domestic violation on on tyrone here 
his name is not Tyrone. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, what his name is. But um, she was uh, seen later on in the episodes without makeup and whatnot, bro. She was not good looking. <laughs> she was not good looking, bro. She had she had uh, she had messed up skin, all of that, bro. And she was committing domestic violation against him. Continuing on. Feud and ultimatum. There goes another sister. You're not sure you want to marry your current partner. The risk is that they're going to find someone else who is. I think it's natural to wonder what it would be like to be in a different relationship. You'll each choose a new partner. You're moving together in a trial marriage. All right, so they have their partner that gave the ultimatum. The other one is not giving the ultimatum. They're responding. And then this show, as we know, these these are actors, actresses. They're kind of like... Uh, you know, they, they're they acting for the cameras. Everybody knows how reality shows work. These people are somewhat off, somewhat real and somewhat acting. All right. So we don't know if they're authentic story 100%, but, you know, it is what it is. We're making content as a result of it. Um, And what they're going to do is they're going to take multi, they're going to see if these people, they'll move them in to another hotel room or another hotel room and see if these people actually get along with other people. So they'll pick their other person, move in with them, and see if they can get something going. Anyway. And at the end of this experience, you guys will have to choose to marry the person you've arrived here with or to split forever. Now, I don't know why they would do that. You know what I mean? To people, but, but that's extremely toxic. But I think the overall toxic message here is the ultimatum itself. All right. As much as these people were out here, they was out here tap dancing for real. Today we get to move in with someone completely different. Living with a guy that's not you will be a weird change. How do you feel about me sleeping in the bed? Uh-oh. Hold up. Hold up. Me sleeping in the bed. All right, she went out there and slow showed that sloppy yogurt. All right, she was like, sloppy yogurt time. All right, let me show you what this looks like right here. Everybody knows what happened here. Uh, you know what she went? She went full master splinter on him. All right, she went full master splinter. Where's a splinter? Where are you? She went full master splinter on him. <laughs> she was like, hey, <laughs> full master splinter. All right, she went in there, jumped in the shower, came out looking like master splinter. All right, and then she went full master splinter on him. All right, so let's go ahead and continue here. Uh, where's my little uh, thing here? Hold on for a second. I'm really lost. I'm a, I'm a little discombobulated just to let you know. <laughs> Are you nervous to meet my dad? Hope they don't grill me too hard. Hi. Hey, this is the first time I felt like, okay, this guy. Um, he was a yeah. We'll get to that. Let's go ahead and continue. It's okay. From what he said about you, I was not happy about this at all. This is our first morning back together. We came here as a couple, but it's about figuring out what's best as individual people. I'm trying to figure out this person I'm about to get reconnected with. All this dramatic ass music. All right, continue. Does she understand that I am who she really wants? Should I just stay with you because you're crying and I feel bad? Or uh -oh. should I look out for what I really want in life? Uh-oh, he sound like he's been watching the coach. Should I I love I love that line, by the way. Does she understand that I am who she really wants? Should I just stay with you because you're crying and I feel bad? Or should I look out for what I really want in life? That's important. The best moment of my life. Uh-oh. See, that was important. 
I'm glad young people are actually seeing this for what it is. He's like, look, man, I could buckle under pressure. And a lot of men have buckled under pressure and they took the ultimatum. Okay. And then they made her happy because I'm not happy. she was not happy. <laughs> and he actually was like, look, man, I ain't got no time for this. Hey, this is how a marriage should feel. He's pulling for somebody else. Fucking leave. It is now time to make a decision. Are you ready to make your choice? Anything I say, you never listen. I don't think that all they did is kiss. What the fuck did you just say to me? Take this fire. Uh, she foldable too, by the way. Uh, come and talk to me. I really is that a weave? We might have to talk. Uh, that looks kind of weebish, we know, but uh, she looked foldable. I like narrow shoulders like that, you know. You know, y'all be dealing with them linebackers all day, you know what I mean? Y'all be dealing with hunchbacks in Notre Dame too much. Um, I'm looking at narrow shoulders, you know, very junior colleges, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Enough of that uh, foolishness. We had to hit the fair use on this one. Uh, I'm going to go through a little bit of what's going on. There's Tyrone. <laughs> Here's Tyrone right here. Um, I'm going to go through the characters. We're going to go through them and see their little relationships and all this stuff. But I'm going to give you an idea of who, who's who dealing with what. Uh, this guy, this poor guy right here, um, he has to deal with this. Oh, my gosh. He has to deal with this. And her eggs are boiling. All right. They, the butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling. The refrigerator is closed. All right. Shout out to Chick Hearn. And um, she she was a sob story the entire time. Super duper cleanly, clingy, mate guarding and jealous for every episode that I seen. And this was her counterpart, this gump right here. Mm. All right. He was stuck. I'm not going to tell you how I ended, but this damn gump right here, unfortunately, was subjected to emotional abuse. Ladies, I want you to listen to me and listen to me good. What you're doing when you use an ultimatum and you cry and you kick and you scream and you hold your breath, all right, and you go on a hunger strike and a peace leave strike, is called emotional abuse. And look at how men are treated. This is toxic. This is people who do these to other people are toxic. Now, look, you might want to get married, and because of the time you invested, you're not willing to give up that time. You think he's the easiest one you can drag to the altar because you don't want to start another two, three, four, five-year relationship, and then you know, you're running out of time. And so what you do is you emotionally abuse the man, and you guilt him into trying to get what you want, okay? And then this is what happens. He's looking at her. And this is the guy that end up saying, hey, man, should I do what should I do this because you're crying or should I do this because I want to live the free agent lifestyle? Now, he didn't want the ultimatum and he ended up dating another girl. I'm not going to say who it is, but yeah. Um, as you can see here, there she is again. Oh, she's super duper annoying. Look at her, man. Dude, everything except her, man. Can You know, this is I can deal with down here. I can deal with all this. All right. But this up here, look at the face and the smirk. Look at this goofball. How many social media and Facebook pictures does he have to take? All right. And then you have the sister over here and the brother here. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she gave the ultimatum. She gave the ultimatum to the brother here. Uh, but we'll talk about him later. And this gump right here with his little lumberjack flannel, he gave the ultimatum to his girlfriend, who is, quite frankly, in these streets. She's in these streets. All right. She could not wait to get thumped on on this one. She was couldn't wait to get to the hotel and clap. Guess who? A brother. 
this guy right here's girl you could tell she was in these streets she could not wait to clap one of the brothers soon as she got there she was like mm, who is that and this dude she's my love of my life all right watch this uh let's see here uh there's the brother right there with the nice little foldable little itty titty committee uh you got the fake wig girl right here uh the lace front wig girl right here she's foldable i holler she's a uh two dollar uh she's the two dollar uh megan good and you got this dude too young to get married hey bruh you too young you too young man you need to work on that fade and grow that beard in just a little bit more you don't need to be marrying this one right here you can get her on the back end bruh you can get her on the back end. All right, so let me see here. There's Goofy Nick Lachey. This gump right here, this gump right here, he was threatening his girl who was a basic of 304. All right, she was a 304 for show. And he was begging her to marry him. <laughs> begging her. And it was sickening to see. And she wanted to smash one of the brothers. This is her right here. So this guy right here, this gump right here, this is his girl right here. Uh, Where is it at? Oh, not her. This one right here. This one could not wait to jump in this dude's shorts. All right. It was sickening to see. I was just sad. I was like, oh, my God. Somebody said, what is a gump? Uh, a gump is Forrest Gump. All right. We, it's a you, you know, we have to use coded language here. It's a definitely different word for simp. But if you watch the movie Forrest Gump, you saw how he was treated. She basically was treated like a simp. All right. And she put that baby on him at the end of the movie. Um, But. She was could not wait. She walked up to him and she took her 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 pants down. All right. And so she wanted to throw that sloppy yogurt all over on him and melt it all in his hands. Not in his mouth, not in his hands. All right. Uh, this woman right here, annoying as hell, too. Uh, uh, she, I believe, with them saggy, saggy waggies. All right. She was trying to marry this dude up, but she was out here talking about she wanted to get married just to get a ring on her finger. All right instant gold digger type stuff she didn't mention nothing about him what she liked about him everything was narcissistic everything was definitely um she definitely was like i'm gonna protect me and mine and i just want what i important a ring on my finger wait a minute mm. what do you mean what's important don't you want the marriage the kid see what i'm trying to identify for men is that you need to watch out what they say she gave every indication that she was trying to get married not for him. She was trying to get married for her, for the social recognition she's going to get, for the attention, for the stability, for the fact that then you're going to put kids in her belly. And then later on, she's going to say, I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that chin. I didn't notice how strong the chin looked. Maybe it was that 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 ridge brow on her forehead that made her look interesting there. But uh, I could see the sogginess around here. She definitely saw me anyway. Um. Let me see here. Going again. Oh, there's the gump here with his girl. She's a 304. Um, there's another clip that I wanted to show you here. Oh, there's the strong chin girl again. You know, she's a Kaylee, retired Kaylee. Oh, this is the girl that's the 304. All right, this is the girl. You can tell, bro. Like, look, hey, guys, you guys can't tell when your girl been in these streets. This girl looks like she about that life. And she wanted to go jump on Johnson. To Her name should be Johnson & Johnson. Her name should be Johnson & Johnson. She literally showed up to jump on Johnson. And Brother Johnson, too. The Brothers Johnsons. All right. She could not wait. She was like, we doing what? And she, she went in. The first three men she met with were the black guys. 
the first three she men she met with were the black guys. She met with a uh she met with Tyrone, but Tyrone basically was like, you know, it's funny when when a 304 is doing 304 things and then she meets another male 304, for some reason it turns her off. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I want to be the 304. All right. I want you to be the sucker for love and fall all over me. So she kind of dissed him because he was like, Oh, I expect sex two or three times a day. And she was like, nah. <laughs> All right, she kind of dissed the brother, the Tyrone Tyrone. And then she went for the light-skinned Tyrone. She, but she went for the lighter, lighter, tight-skinned, light-skinned Tyrone. But he was too weak. And then she settled for the guy that she sat next to on the pill, uh, on the by the pool. But as you can see, I want you to see this pairing here. This is his girl. This dude right here. You know he ain't handling that. Take a look. This is the two pairings right here. Where is he at? Where's Mr. Gumpy? Oh, I lost him. Where'd he go? Oh, no. There he is right there. There she is over there. I don't know. Can't find her. Oh, there. Well, anyway, she went to this brother right here. She was all on it, all up under the sheets and all of that. So I can't get my preview anymore. So uh, going back forward here, uh, this guy wanted to get married too. All right. He was super duper Gumpy and um, and all of that. And uh, continue. there it is right there. You know who that is. The 304 all up under these sheets in these streets. In these streets. And so this guy actually paired up with um, who did he pair with? He paired up with. Um, oh, he paired up with um, a girl that was on the receiving end of, of an ultimatum. Which I think it was a black girl, half black girl. All right. And so he paired up with her, but then she dumped her boyfriend and then he was supposed to dump his girlfriend, but he stayed with the girl. I, I don't want to give up the whole show, but that's what happened. So he got a girl, led her on to leave her, leave her man. And then she didn't even leave her man. I mean, no, she left her man and he didn't leave with the girl. All right. As far as I remember, uh, this is Tyrone. He don't want to be out there. He just want to bang broads. All right. He don't realize. He, he doesn't realize how he could tell the world he's red pill. <laughs> Did I get it wrong? Oh, man. So he didn't. He wants to be red. He wants to just be in these streets. In these streets? He don't want to be tied down. <laughs> All right. Watch the show. Um, here you got 304 uh, tales everywhere. This girl right here, you can tell right here, but I I can't remember her role. She's so plain and I can't remember what she was doing. There's your simpy guy. Oh, dude, emotional abuser. Emotional abuser, this woman. Every time you see her, she's crying. Every time you see her, she's crying. So this is a red flag. That dude, that one brother, light-skinned Patrick Mahomes, better watch out. Look, light-skinned Patrick Mahomes. Well, what do you mean, light-skinned Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes, $2 Patrick Mahomes, we're going to call you. You best run, bro. Look at his face. <laughs> He looks like he wants to cry. Could you imagine being with a woman like this? Look at this. Oh. You haven't even seen the show yet. And every time I've shown a clip of her, she crying. Emotional abuser ass woman. Okay. You guys got to watch for these signs. Uh, let's see here. A couple more things here. There's somebody in there in the bath towel and all that. Uh, this. Oh. There's the 304. And she let she let um her man have it. All right. The 304 tried to put her straight there. Uh there's the uh Tamika. She wants to be 
She wants to be in these streets. But I think this guy, the one that the, the 304 wanted to get with, he's giving her the ultimatum, if I'm not mistaken. I think this brother's giving the ultimatum to the Tamika. And uh, there's Tamika right there, part two. She looked like a video vixen. So anyway, I'll go through the couples again right here. Where's the where's the couples list? Oh, here they are right here. All right, so let's give you names just so in case somebody wants to come in here. What are their names, coach? All right, so here it is right here. This is Col- Colby. Colby. Hey, uh, American white folk. American white folk. Can I tell y'all something? Oh, Tamika gave him the ultimatum? All right. Damn, y'all know. Why y'all know all of this? <laughs> what are y'all watching? Okay, Tamika gave him the ultimatum. Uh, this dude's name is Colby. Hey, uh, white folk, I got a question. Why in the world are we naming all of your kids last names? Is there something going on here? Y'all name them either a dog name or a last name. Colby's a last name. Y'all be like Colby, Cameron, Camdick, you know, like what? Pause. Colby. When your name is Colby, you know you get beat the hell up on school. All right. So uh, Yeah, you guys watched it. All right. His name is Colby Parker. Yeah. Come on, man. Tucker. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. Brooks, you guys are naming these kids a last name. And then the last name, be like, what the hell? Brooks Smith. Brooks Hunter. Hunter Brooks. What the? <laughs> and then they be basic names already, but they're somebody's last names. They were a generation before last names. But let's name them first name. You know, if you name your kid a last name, Carter is another one. If you know he's going to be a weak link, he's going to be super sent. Stop naming your kids last names. Because <laughs> look at him. And he got a 304 and he don't know what to do with it. All right. Uh, we won't give you the update. They're giving you the update. Here it is right here. This is Randall. The white girl, uh, the one that white girl was on, the 304, this girl right here went after him. She was like, and here's Tamika. Her name is Shanique. Shanique. Shanique and Randall. We won't tell you what's going on there. Uh, Oh, uh, obviously, she's alone. This is the emotional abuser. This is the one that uh, was crying all the damn time. Uh, This is a recap, by the way. I don't know if you guys want. Oh, here. (laughs) Oh. Oh, we about to lose the damn thing here. All right, uh, Jake Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. All right, they don't even want to let me, bro. They doing me dirty. Uh, uh, What is this? Wait a minute. Where's Opie Cunningham? All right, Jake Cunningham. His name is Jake from State Farm. All right, I'm done with this damn thing. <laughs> Jesus. Let me go to the different browser. Jesus. They doing me dirt around here. You know, the New World Order is always on me. They always on me, bruh. They always after a brother. Shame on a brother. Let me go to a different browser. All right, let's get in here. Hold on for a second. Share screen, different browser. I think it's, uh, no, it's this one right here. Yes, this one. I believe it's the one. I believe I can fly. There it is. I believe I can touch the sky. Okay, there we go. We got it now. Jake Cunningham is there. Uh, who is this one? Ray. Oh, I remember Ray. Ray was, uh, oh, oh, she had the little itty-bitty titty committee. Yeah, I liked her. I like, yeah, uh-huh. 
Uh, I don't know. This was her man was Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. Call him. Uh, who else is in here? Uh, who remembers this couple? I don't barely even remember them. Who gave them the ultimatum? I don't even remember who, who gave who the ultimatum. I'm thinking she did. Who knows? Where's my guy? Where's my guy? Who knows? Do y'all even see what's going on here? Y'all don't even see what I'm scrolling on. <laughs> what is going on, man? This is ridiculous. The NWO added again. All right, hold on for a second. You can't even see it. Let's allow. Okay. Can y'all see that now? Hold up. You can see me now. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm struggle streaming today. Yeah, that's the right one. That's the right one. I got too many browsers open. Uh, but anybody remember who got one? Who? Who who got on Lord? Okay, they doing me dirty today. All right, shout out the NWO. Okay. World, world All right, hold on for a second. Let me see which one of these. Firefox. That's the one I shared before. Y'all ain't let me. Can y'all see that? There you go. All right. Can y'all see me scrolling? There y'all can see me scrolling now. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. We going all the way down. Uh, who remembers? Who remembers the tattoos? The peace lead tattoo. Oh, no, no, no. Not the peace lead tattoo. Who remembers out of these two who gave the ultimatum? I can't remember. They're pretty much nondescript. Laura, Lauren with Nate. So Lauren gave it, gave it to Nate. So she gave him the ultimatum. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 yes. I remember now. So this guy, oh, I remember what happened. So this girl gave him the ultimatum, but his career was going good. So I could focus on my career. Oh, wait, he did? The guy gave the ultimatum. Okay. But I thought he was focusing on his career. He had just started a business. He started a business. I think he was in a restaurant business or something like that. Her name is Lauren Bounds. I know, bro. Nate did. I'm glad you guys are watching this show. So he gave the ultimatum, but she was nervous because he wasn't going to be there all the time. And he was going to be focusing on his career, right? He was starting a business and he was like, he ain't even going to be around. And he wanted to have kids. And she, oh, yeah, that's right. She didn't want to have kids and raise them by herself. That's what that's what she was worried about. Yeah, she didn't want kids because she's like, well, he wants kids. And um, and uh, I 75 percent, I think she was the one that said 75 percent, one of seven, 25 percent don't. And he's not going to be around to raise the kids. So she didn't want the ultimatum. Yes, it's coming back now. They were nondescript. I can't remember what went on with them. Oh, man. Oh, look at this dude right here. His name is Hunter. Here's another one. Hunter. Millennials in the house. I think these guys are. Literally, uh, technically Gen Z. They're like millennials, though. Young millennials. His name is Hunter. Mm. And you got flat-backed Alex, Alexis. Flat-backed Alexis. Big-time emotional abuser. Controlling narcissist. Selfish. And this girl right here was putting all the pressure on this dude right here. And he just wanted to be happy. Yeah, she's one of these people that you see her and you she has the attributes of a trophy wife and then you look at her face and you be like, her face a little bit hardcore. You like, oh my, 
Like there's something, you know, you're like, well, I can't really put my finger on it. You know what's going on? But she flat backed it. I'll give her that. She definitely could tell. She definitely, uh, she definitely on the Kaylee. She on her Kaylee today. Shout out to Kaylee. This is Kaylee in a year or two. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, she's a trophy wife that she like, like she is a trophy wife, but she's a trophy wife. Uh, like <laughs> she's like just shy of the trophy wife. You know what I mean? Like you got the blonde and you got the long backed it and the soggy titties. You know what I mean? She, but there's something just not right. <laughs> oh man. You know, she almost there. So anyway, I won't give you the end of uh, the show here. I'm going to do some super chats and then we'll talk about uh, another area of it. What scientifically and psycho psychologically People talk about ultimatums and why they're wrong. Somebody said, I'm not saying she trans, all right, but uh, something not quite right. I don't know. Her demeanor wasn't as such. And she was too, she was too soggy to be trans. <laughs> she was too soggy to be trans. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't have nothing fake on her body. Man, look at my damn screen, bro. This is ridiculous. Oh, I'm trying to put the mouse on my laptop. This is ridiculous, man. I'm sorry for my struggle stream today. Where are we at here? <laughs> we got uh, we got him as a new member. Jay Will, coach, did you see? Megan Fox is already in the I'm not happy phase. I'm not happy. With Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly, check out what she did on the red carpet recently. They did have a falling out somewhere. Um, Something happened where Machine Gun Kelly got into a fight. Something happened, remember? And Megan Good had to go hide or something like that, or somebody got into a fight. Megan, not Megan Good. Megan, I can't. I get these people mess up. Megan, what the hell is her name? Megan Fox. Red carpet. I'll look it up real quick. All right, struggle streaming today. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly dodges. I'm oh, sorry, Megan Fox dodges Machine Gun Kelly's PDA in a tense red carpet video all right uh-oh let's go ahead and pull up the evidence here what is this on page six megan fox megan fox man she don't want to be married she wants to be in these streets all right you're seeing me um do my stream here off the cuff here all right so i don't have all of my normal stuff here What's going on here? All right, so Megan Good looks seriously annoyed with Machine Gun Kelly on the red carpet this weekend. Look at this look right here, and look at this guy. This guy ain't going to have nothing for her, bro. Look at this. This is going to be Divorce Central. Let's play the video. Fair you. Oh, look at that. Ooh-wee. I wonder, can I rewind it? Ooh. She wasn't doing that before the wedding. Oh, wait, look at him. Now he like, baby, what happened? I thought we were the sun and the moon, the stars. I thought we the sun, the moons, the stars, the stars and the mountains. I'll give you the world and all that you live for and even more. But she got the ring. She's secure. She going to divorce great him, the king of dumb. Hey, when your girl looking like this, it's a mess, especially with all that cake up on her face. 
Baby, what's wrong? Ooh, wait. Cold as ice, brother. Oh, look at him. He, wait a minute. He looking all super duper gumpy. Oh, uh, he got this. Look at that. Oh, wait. What's going on, man? Sorry, I don't have my. Look at this. I'm not happy. <laughs> Somebody says Dr. BOA seems better. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't ready. All right. So, I, but look at this. Wow. Dunzo. Let's play the video again. Look at her. She already icy cold, thousand cock stare. Woo! Turned away. And she moved her body from her. Look at that little foldable body, though, ladies. Foldable. I'll pay. No. <laughs> I got money. Foldable. Look at that. Oh, man. Hey, dude, I dated this girl, and she was a bad as hell. Like, she was bad, like, you know, I'm not saying she was Megan Fox, but she was gorgeous, all right? And she used to do that to me like this, and it was like, it was done. It was like so crushing as a man. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, because you have her right here, and then she waits until she's in public to do this to you, right? And then all that does is the simp wolf whistle. The simp wolf whistle, and everybody, all the dudes... And so she's not happy with this relationship going forward. All she's done, she's checked out, and now he's going to try to save her, but she don't want to be saved. Ooh, she looking around. She looking for simps. She leaning away. Body language. Wow. This is why you don't get married, guys. This is why you don't get married. They be singing that whole, we're going to be together forever. And as soon as you marry, I don't care. Look, ladies, I don't care what he did. But this is the end of the relationship. She checked out. No, no wife should ever do this to you, especially in public. I mean, what did he do? What did he do that she didn't know he was capable of doing? Let me ask that. What did, ladies, because I know ladies, he could have did this. He could have did that. Okay, we know he's a goober. What did he do that she did not anticipate or expect or already experience him doing for her to show up like that? That's the question. That's the question. She knows who the hell he is. He cheated. He probably already cheated before. Okay, come on. He's like, honey, what? Honey, what? Honey, boo-boo, what? Okay, here's the question then. Before he got to the red carpet, before he got to the red carpet, what did he do that he did not anticipate this type of cold? She looked like a doll, by the way. <laughs> that he did not anticipate that cold response to. These are all the girls that all the PUAs say they get for free. Mm. Now, do you believe that shit? <laughs> Who be okay, hold on for a second. Poll time. Poll time. Time to take a poll. Hold on for a second. We're going to put a poll up on my laptop here. Uh, do PUAs get girls <laughs> as, as <laughs> she go transform <laughs> as bad as Megan Fox? <laughs> do PUAs get girls as bad as Mag Megan Fox? 
like they claim. <laughs> you know me, OPUAs. Here we go. Uh, we're going to poll this one. We're going to poll it right now because they all pump and dump girls like this, they say. They all pump and dump girls. Oh, I pumped and dumped at eight. I had a nine. I pumped and dumped her. All right, I skeeted down her gullet. I kicked her out. <laughs> And then I picked up another one, and I had another one, and I got another bad broad, and I get laid, and I lay hot chicks. <laughs> All right, they would swear to God, this, this is what they doing on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. You know damn well. All right, let's play the rest of the video. Look at them. Now look at you, you stupid. All right, you deserve everything you got coming to you left and right. There's some guys saying, yeah, man, we do, son. 13%, yes. You definitely, you definitely bought their PUA package, didn't you? You definitely bought their course. <laughs> PUAs and dating coaches always sell a dream. Uh, I see 14% of men have been sold dreams by PUAs. <laughs> Shout out to you. Oh, my God. Oh, I pumped it up there and I had her, all right? Ain't seen one damn picture. Ain't seen one picture. And so now look at you guys. Remember what we told you. In 2022, you deserve what you get. Now he all he can do is grab his damn drink. Unbelievable. All right. Unbelievable. This stream will be over in less than 15 minutes. All right. I can't take it. I can't take this struggle streaming at you. All right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Pumpkin. Jake Jason says, what's this coach out here dissecting these romance shows? Now I got my money's worth. Keep this up and shout out to the coach gang. Yeah, we're dissecting it. I, I haven't watched these romance shows in quite a bit, uh, but this one caught my eye because of the ultimatum. All right, ultimatum. Guys, you can't accept levels of disrespect. You got to really get into yourself and you got to hold some masculine frame. Wholesome masculine frame. I mean, you can't accept this type of disrespect because once you accept it once and you're in a legal marriage, there's either you get divorced or you continue to accept it. So now she's shit testing him and she's actually trying to get him to, she's emotionally abusing him, but she's obviously upset about something. We don't know. Uh, women can be very dramatic at times. So it could be something. They create mountains out of molehills. We don't know what it is. We can't really say. All right. She He could have not. Put uh, he could have opened up the Reese's Pieces packets wrong, you know, in the damn limousine. We don't know. For all we know, he could have not put peanut butter on her apple. We don't know. We we don't know. They'll create a mountain, not a molehill. But what's happening is, she can't be out here. Somebody says she can't be out here in public looking like a box of Fruit Loops. He can't be it, right? For all we know, he could have done something minor, and she's creating. You know, she's being dramatic. We don't know. He could be PMSing. Yeah, man. It, it could be a variety of things. He could have said something. Oh, I didn't like that you said that. And then when she got home, she'll clear it up. This, But it's too late. Uh, cheap drunk hats. Hey, coach, I have a funny feeling all the women on this show are over 30. Where are the 22 and 24-year-olds living their best life, I'm sure? Well, oddly enough, most of the women were in their early, well, they claimed to be in their mid to early 20s. Now, yeah, some of them girls look way over 25, all right? But there were girls 24, 23, 25, 22. They were all over. But I can, the 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 the, the, the reject trophy wife and the girl that was a 304, she looked 32, bro. 
She did not look 26. Michael S. girlfriend broke, uh, brought up. Oh, my girlfriend brought up marriage, asked her why. All the answers started with I. Not one thing about why she wanted to be with me specifically. These 304s want to be married, but they don't want to be wives next. And so what I was trying to see as well in that show, you guys got to listen to the language. Why do you want to get married? Oh, I want to have kids and, and I want a ring and, and I want to be, I, I want a wedding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But what about me? Don't you want a husband? Oh, well, yeah, I want, I want you to It's you that I love. It's you that I believe can give me children. Wait, you're saying this as if you're, you're doing a countdown to the biological clock. Do you love me? Like, are you behind me? Am I your ride or die? All right. Oh, yes. So, yes, you are cutie cheeks. Yes, 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 yes. You know what typically happens is if you break up, and I had a girlfriend that did this. Oddly enough, she was my girlfriend. She was my second to last girlfriend. And um, since I've been doing all of this, she was my second to last girlfriend. And um, she was the one that led me to the red pill. And she would say all of this stuff, too. She would say all of this stuff. I think well, we can go the distance. I think it's going to be me and you. Uh, we have something here. She wanted to get married. Meanwhile, I'm divorced. I'm getting I'm separated, about to get divorced. And she was pushing me into marriage. Now, this is the she was full of red pills, guys. She pushed me to the red pill. Everybody always thinks it was my wife or my marriage. And it was not. That the, the, the marriage was what got me the court family court knowledge. All right. Because I got basically a law degree by getting sued for seven years plus. So I got a lot of family court knowledge, but the relationship in the marriage, it was already done. Guys, you guys got to know one thing. When someone gets divorced, the relationship was already over years before the divorce even happened. So always remember that because we report on celebrities. I'll get back to my point. we report on celebrities. Oh, they got divorced. They were already probably broken up for a year or two. They were already broken up for a year or two. All right. So when, when the divorce happens, many times it's the blind side, but sometimes they were already broken up. Just in case we talked about Keenan, uh, Keenan Thompson today. And by the time everybody found out they were broken up, they were like, yeah, we was already apart for a year. Who sent me to the red pill was the girlfriend as I was getting divorced, that girl sent me to the red pill. So if anybody ever wants to know what was the breaking point, what was the red pill moment for me? It was dating the girlfriend that was the lawyer. She's a 28-year-old lawyer, and she was she was a millennial, entitled as hell, private school girl, who um white girl. Um, she, uh, this is how I know so much about white girl, a uh, white girl grew up in a private school, very, uh, affluent, very intelligent, smart, manipulative is, I don't know what she was doing stuff to me that I never heard of. I'd never heard of it. And so what happened was, and she played, uh, she, she played, she was, uh, she was, uh, um, she played a violin. I believe she was a violinist. She was a violinist. All right. And so she was even she would play in symphonies and I would go see her in her, you know, she'd be in a symphony playing her violin. <laughs> Perfect work, white girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, she sent me scrambling. She had my head spinning, bro. I was like, what is going on? And I was already married and in a relationship for 10 years prior to her. 
And she had me coming out like, <laughs> so if anybody ever want to know, it wasn't my ex-wife. It was the girl that was my girlfriend uh, while I was getting divorced. That was the one. That was the one that sent me in. And she had me searching the internet. I was like, what is this? I started looking up this, looking up that. I was like, what is going on? I never heard of the stuff she was doing. I was like, this sounds like foul relationship. And guess what? As a result, I found Tom Likas and Sandman. That's how I found the red pill. All right, that girl. So if everybody wasn't, I wish everybody, uh, he said, that's how I lost my, my hair. That's how I lost my hair. Um, probably was already losing my hair at that point. That's who did it. That's who did it. Everybody's like, oh man, your wife. Nope. It was that girl. So that led me to, uh, Tom Likas. I remember I was still scrambling. I didn't know anything about these red pill on YouTube. I didn't know anything about it. All right. I didn't know anybody, all the red pill guys and all the people. And I knew nothing about it. And so while I'm searching for questions and answers, I'm using Google or Bing. I'm using whatever. And I'm Googling and I'm finding message boards and message boards and message boards. And I'm like, what, man? And the message boards were giving me 50 50 answers. Some dudes were like, oh, it's co completely fine. Some dudes were like, um, no, nah, that's foul. Uh, the message boards were saying there were guys like I found this bodybuilder message board. And this bodybuilder, well, if you're worried about that, you're not a real man. You know, it was not helping me. It was just like, wait a minute. I was like, this, it still doesn't make sense. So I start searching and searching and searching. Tom Likas. Tom Likas. That's who got, and I found it. And it was like, my world changed. My world literally changed. Now, I'm going to just tell you, there were several men after that. I'm sure Sandman was the one of the earlier people. And there was a lot of other people. You know, there was Paul Proteus. There was all these other people. There was the MRAs. There was, um, I always forget his name, Paul Elam, um, the early guys, the early dudes. All of those guys were the people who came up first. All right. And this is the other reason why I never really associated with the black manosphere. None, not, not a lot of those people came up first. In my first year or so, or so even that that wasn't even like so all these guys are like, oh, you stole from me, you were watching me. I wasn't. I was watching the guys that were closely associated to divorce, MGTOW, and and that's where I first got into. So PUA wasn't a problem. None of that stuff was a problem. None of the dating coaches, none of that stuff. I was able to get women. So that stuff, I was just like, I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. All right. And so it was. Those guys first. And then slowly, then more people started to get introduced. And it was like, oh, wow. I mean, there's this is a thing. <laughs> this is obviously a thing. So by the time, yes, yeah, people are mentioning, oh, uh, 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 Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, Tr Patrice O'Neill was another one. He came along kind of like as you're learning and getting the rest, right? Getting all the other stuff. But there were so many guys. And this was before monetization. This was when you couldn't even barely say any of these things. These dudes were getting. There were no live streams. No super chats. It was just some dude. Paul Proteus would be smoking in his basement. <laughs> R.I.P. to Paul Proteus. Big John. Big John. I swear to God. If anybody I watched more than anybody. It was probably Big John. I could not wait for a Big John video to come up. Anybody remember Big John? 
Sandman was very instrumental. He gave me a more scientific approach. Um, but uh, Big John, would, I could not wait for a Big John video to come up. And he would post every day, and he'd be sitting in this chair in front of his fifth wheel trailer talking cash shit. He was just killing it. All right, and so, uh, man, that Big John, I think that was the guy that I really, really liked. I was just like, Big John was the guy. And so then that opened up the world to, okay, I'm not the only one. Um, this is weird. You know, this is okay. I see other guys have a philosophy. They've experienced the same things. All right. I, okay. They're making sense of things. They're talking about all of the early parts of manipulation and hypergamy and all of this. So I'm like, oh, right. So, yeah, man. And then now you realize then other guys were already talking about it. So you mentioned Eddie Murphy and a lot of these other guys were, they were already talking about it and they were dropping hints in the blue pill world. And, um, but they were hints that they couldn't really go into Eddie. I want half, you know what I mean? Like they would drop that stuff in there every now and then, but now you couldn't get away with it. Eddie Murphy couldn't get on stage and talk about any of this stuff anymore. He wouldn't do it. Chris Rock is getting close. He got close for a long time. He actually brought that movie up. Uh, why I, why did I get married or something like that? Why did I get married? He did a movie about that and probably was talking about the inner workings of his marriage. He talked about marriage and divorce and sexless marriages. Remember, he talked about you'll have intercourse when you're married, but you won't F-U-C-K. So he was talking about that stuff, too. Chris Rock was in it on it, too. So, man, yeah, man. Uh, if anybody wants to know, I always tell, yeah, Al Bundy, if it, anybody ever wants. Oh, Bill Burr, too. Bill Burr, I would probably come across Bill Burr stuff very early. And then he got married. Remember, that was weird. If you ever uh, were watching Bill Burr and he was laying down the truth and then he got married and then he had the black wife and she'd be interjecting and interfering and messing his thing up. It was a mess. I was like, what's going What happened to Bill Burr? <laughs> like poor Bill Burr. He got a wife. So. Um, if anybody ever wants to know, yeah, that's how I got here. Had nothing to do with the marriage. It was the girl. Oh, what was the point that I was making? The girl at the time, the point that I was making, how she was doing the ultimatum on me and all of this stuff and really pushing me. This is what she said. She was very aware of everything. She was more red pill than I was. And I didn't even know what red pill was. So she knew everything that we talked about. I learned so much from her. But when I was in a, in that relationship with her, she said, I think she was 28, 29, and I was 30, 35, 36, something like that. Um, what she said was, we've been together for about maybe eight months, nine months to a year. And so she was like, I want to progress with you because if, if I lose you, I'm probably never going to get married in time enough to have kids and all of that stuff because then she needs to find you know how hard it is to find the mate and then have the connection and then actually get on the page of saying we'll get married it's damn near impossible and she knows that so she was like if i lose you then it'll be three years until i find the next gump and then i'll miss the window to have kids it'll be too late i'll miss it and she was absolutely, that was a red, see, that was her acknowledging the wall. 
That was her acknowledging how long it would take to get a sucker, a gump, to commit to marriage. Um, it was, it was, she was acknowledging everything about the red pill. And she was like, I got this big old big mouth, wide mouth bass on the hook. I got your dumb ass on the hook. I can bait and switch you. You're stupid. You don't know nothing. You're, you're totally unaware. You're not woke. Um, I can pull whatever I can over your eyes. You're just coming out of a marriage. So you're, she keyed in on me because I was already commitment and married worthy. You know what I mean? I had already proven that I could commit. I don't know if you guys know that. If you prove you can commit, if you prove you can commit, women will target you when they're older. So a lot of women like men who are in committed relationships because they've already shown that they can commit. And so they'll say, at least this guy knows what a commitment is. So I'll go for him, even though he's in a commitment or he's just getting out of a divorce. They'll key in on you. So um, she keyed in on that. And she was like, if I miss this window, because she was 28, 29, she had her degree. She had her good job. She was making, remember these guys, oh, my girls buy me Jordan. This girl was making $250,000 a year. And she was on target to be making half a million dollars a year. All right. At, and she was barely 30. So guys are like, well, you never had girls to buy. You get, dude, this girl was making 250. But she, she also was uh, cheap as hell. And she had, she had mad student loans. <laughs> she still, she had mad student loans. So, um, the point I was making is she gave me the red pill. If I lose out on you, the sucker, I won't get another sucker deal. Mm. Somebody said, was she masculine? No, she was very feminine. All right. But she was a feminist. So I dodged a significant bullet. Um, she was a feminist and she came across very feminine. She wasn't masculine. Um, she never, she had a very high voice. She wasn't, she didn't beat her chest. She, she talked shit. Like she knew she was the shit, right? She was like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm a catch, you know? Um, but, but she was a feminist and it was in, even again, I wasn't even aware. She admitted she was a feminist. She admitted, she was like, oh yeah, I'm a feminist. I remember at that time, around that time, that girl from, um, that girl from uh, Harry Potter came out talking about feminism. She did that speech on feminism. What's the girl name from Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Girl. What's the girl from Harry Potter? Somebody will say it. Uh, Hermione. What's her real name? Her real name. Somebody say, what's her real name? Uh, Emma Watson. So Emma Watson around that time did a speech on feminism and she was like this is the f word and remember that what year was that emma watson feminist feminism speech yeah it was a notorious speech yeah no uh 2014 there it is right there 2014 so this was somewhat like eight years ago so she did this speech i don't know was who was it in front of it was in front of a um it was a, it was in front of like some, the, 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 I don't know what it was in front of. So anyway, she did this speech and she said, oh, feminism, this and women, this and equality. I don't even remember it. And then I remember she shared the video on her social media at the time, which was Facebook. 
And she was like, hey, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, she was like, I'm a feminist. And she was saying she was a feminist. And I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was the United Nations. It was the United Nations. So she was like, yeah, oh, the feminist is not a negative word. And this is what feminism is. And she was literally trying to tell me what feminism is. Guys, in two, three years, I literally cleaned all that up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got all the. This is how gone I was. I totally went over my head. I was like completely over my head because I was I had no knowledge or understanding what was going on. I was married previously to that, so I didn't know what was going on. So um, anyway, 2014, that was, yeah, a lot has changed, how things have changed since then, and she's hit the wall. So this is what I'm telling you. That girl was the one that literally gave me all the, <laughs> what was going on about, uh, Everything she taught me, everything, and she was the one that sent me scrambling on YouTube or at least on Google, trying to figure out what the hell she's doing. I'm like, what is she doing? What is she saying? What, what does this mean? Yeah, man, that was a cra crazy. Uh, we were probably together like a year and a half, closer to two years. I almost took an L. I so I've shared this story before. I almost went right back into marrying her. I literally would have been a second marriage. We would have been divorced by now for sure. We would have certainly been divorced because yeah, we would have been divorced. <laughs> she has, yeah, she had some nice feet. Everybody's asking y'all crazy. She had nice feet. I almost went in. I almost went in. I dodged a bullet. I thank God. I would have went Owen too. I would have been an Owen. <laughs> I, I would have been divorced for sure. We would have, we wouldn't have made it. We would not have made it. Oh, and she was a freak. She was a nympho. She was a nympho. So she, dude, she had everything going for her, except like she was an entitled millennial who really was like a, um, she was like the, so you asked if she was feminine. She was feminine when she was around me. But when she was in the world, she was very, she was a go-getter. She was a go-getter. She's like a, she called herself a bulldog. I'm a bulldog. You know, she was one of those, but she had everything to back it up. Like a lot of these women didn't have anything to back it up. Oh, I'm a go-getter. I'm an entrepreneur and they don't do shit and they're broke. She wasn't like that. She was actually a go-getter and she, I got clients and I got this and she literally had clients and she dropped it off. She was like the guy in the relationship. She had, she looked at her career like she was the guy. She would drop everything with me and go do her work stuff and meet with her boss and she trapped. So everything, there was so many red flags. It was ridiculous. All right. She traveled for a living. She was always around wealthy people. <laughs> she was always around wealthy dudes. Her, her boyfriend, I'm, this is story time today since I'm struggle streaming. I don't even know if I'll keep this up because it's so bad. The quality she, yeah. Sex on demand. She was very, we once were watching football on a Sunday six times. I mean, sex was rarely ever an issue. All right. Uh, but but um, what was I going to say? I was going to say. I was going to say something anyway. Oh, her boyfriend previous to me, which she introduced me to, was a, she was an old sugar baby. Let's just say, let's call it what it was. She was formerly a sugar baby. All right. But it wasn't like seeking arrangements now. So her boyfriend previous to me was an older guy. He was older than me, and he was a millionaire. 
<laughs> he was a millionaire. So this one, she had me going, why is she trying to be with me? So while she was in college and in law school, mostly probably law school, she dated. And now, no, it was previous to law school. This girl had degrees. She had a bachelor's degree. She had an MBA and a law degree. This girl was on it. She was sharp. All right. She had more degrees than at the moment. I graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. And when she was in college, she dated him. And she was even she would she would um she went to college on the East Coast. She went to law school on the West Coast, but she went to college on the East Coast. And when she lived on the East Coast, she would come out and see him. And I'm sure she was doing whatever she was doing while she was in college, too. But he was I think he she wanted to marry him. And he was like, nah, but he was close to his 50s. Maybe he might have even been in his 50s. She was 24, 25, 26. And um, and um, I met him at a wedding. Of course, I was her and one at a wedding. One of her friends were getting wedding and married. And she was like, oh, here's my boyfriend, whatever the hell his name was. And this dude was wealthy. This dude was, he was so damn wealthy, it was ridiculous, all right? He was, a, and he was a short white dude. So everything about her transition to me had me going, <laughs> like, it was like, it just didn't fit. It, was, it didn't make sense. But she liked the pipe. She liked the pipe. <laughs> she liked the pipe. But he was never going to marry her. As a matter of fact, she would always be like, oh, he, he would make me sleep in another bedroom. <laughs> When he, he was like, you're annoying, go sleep in there. And she, he'd had a mansion in late in Balboa Island. And he was like, you're annoying me, go sleep in the other room. And she'll do it. But I had none of that pool. I had none of that pool. So I was. <laughs> oh, man. It was crazy. It was crazy, but she wasn't a single mom or anything. She was, uh, anyway, she was a go-getter. She's a cool girl. I wish we would have just been a hookup. But if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for her, I would not be here. All right, so let's just say that. I, she should have just been a hookup, right? And I'll give you another piece of advice. She thought I was wealthy. And that's why she targeted me. So she thought she was I was going to be a lot more wealthier than I was. I don't know why she thought that, but I can tell you how she thought it. Um, my address is Newport Beach, Newport Coast. And so she knew that by uh, previously to how we met on a dating app and it said Newport Coast, which I don't know if you know anything about Newport Coast. Um, it's a wealthy area. And so she knew I was from Newport Coast and she was like, oh, a black guy from Newport Coast, kind of young. Um, this guy got to have some money. And she thought she targeted in on that, but then she realized I wasn't as wealthy as she thought, but she kind of still hung in there. She hung in there. So let me see here. It wasn't Tinder, no. I'm trying to think. Uh, there was another story I was going to say. But people think that here, they're, when they see me, they're like, oh, he must be a rapper. <laughs> he must be... Like my kids, when they were in elementary school, they used to be like, is your father a rapper or an athlete or an actor? They all think I'm that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> it's story time today. Uh, Brown 310 says, no man that has respect for himself or themselves would ever go on these shows. Mitches and Gumps need to grow a pair. Indeed. 
Indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you. Uh, I don't know why everybody would go on that show either, but a lot of them are actors already. A lot of them are actors. And uh, so they're halfway acting halfway in a real situation. Uh, the young Viking says, Coach, look up Sugar Free. He's a real L.A. pimp. You might have heard of him. Yeah, since you're. Yeah, I know about Sugar Free. Yeah. Um, if you look at his interview on Vlad TV, you'll get a very much a better idea of who he is uh, again, because you can't really depend on his music to know who he is. But if you listen to his story on Vlad TV, you'll be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know that. You know, <laughs> you were listening to some things and you're like, oh, it doesn't seem as glamorous as it as it seems. Uh, the pimping doesn't. Where are we at? Uh, shout out to Kalen. Ferguson, for those who say that men don't invest in women, well, marriage is the ultimate investment in a woman. Just so often, uh, it's the worst investment. And ironically, they won't give you credit for that investment. Ironically, they won't get in, they give they won't give you credit. They're they're they'll they'll sucker you into it or they'll bully you into it, and then all of a sudden, you're like. And then they'll still ask for more. I'm not happy and you need to do this and you need to do that. But guys, your commitment is the ultimate commitment. There's no commitment bigger than that other than her keeping her womb intact for you to impregnate. That is the only thing. Like if she doesn't bring you that in a marriage, it's not even worth it. All right. But for you, you're sacrificing everything. When you do the marriage vows, oftentimes, much of the marriage vows is talking about your sacrifice that you're making for her and they still don't give you credit. They treat you worse when you make these commitments, as we just showed Megan Fox and uh, uh, the other dude, Machine Gun Kelly. Once you make that commitment, they treat you worse, guys. They treat you worse. Let me see here. Uh, I was like Emilio. Shout out to Cornell, the original Tyrone, who probably got locked up in San Quentin for life on four counts, free agent for life. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to Cornell. Yeah, man. Prodigy says, Coach, can you do a Megan Good versus Megan Fox? You want me to poll that? Uh, that that's going to be, I, that probably is going to get uh, split in half. Choose one. Because, you know, they're two distinctly different people. So I think the poll will get split. You know, black guys will probably go for Megan Good. White guys are going to go Megan Fox. Uh, but there are two different type of people. I don't know. Megan Good. We're going to go Good versus Fox. We'll poll it. Chris King Chris, PUAs and dating coaches will say, don't watch the other person's content. You can only watch me or you'll be confused. They don't like competition. Um, yeah, PUA guys are definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten that from me, and I hope you haven't. Um, people have tried to do that against me. Oh, don't watch him. Only watch me or don't watch him. Watch me and my boys only. And to me, that's very feminine. I've always told you. I always told you, I don't care who you watch. I, if you go watch a PUA, have at it. I never told you to stop watching them. I basically will tell them they're fraudulent. But I don't be like, don't watch them and only watch us. And he don't know what he's talking about. I've had several people make a video uh, about that like that. He don't know what he talking about. Look, I never, I, what I tell you is they're selling bullshit to you, <laughs> right? But, um, but, but they never debunk me. They never debunk me. And I always tell them, show your evidence, and they ain't never got none. 
they never got no evidence, but they're very emotional. They're very emotional. PUAs and Black Manosphere, they, they're the most emotional people in the red pill. You need to watch out for them. And they always got smoke from MGTOW, and they always got smoke. It's always the dating coaches. <laughs> they be the most emotional. <laughs> trying to protect their little, um, they trying to protect their little bag, trying to get y'all to run up on hoes, and they ain't ran up on one yet. You ain't seen them slide up in no Gen Z girls yet. You guys gotta watch. You gotta you gotta watch out for that. That that's very emotional type of stuff. And they always got smoke for me and smoke for Joker. And we ain't bothering nobody. And what happens is they see the numbers and they're like, "Oh, we need to stop them." Layla, my channel got demonetized probably by one of those guys. The, the original channel for sure. I mean, not it's. If I told you the timeline, you know what happened. And they're accustomed to doing this. They do it all the time. If I told you the timeline of when my first channel got demonetized, you would see clearly what happened. It's very clear what happened. But I'm not that type of dude. I'm not going to go out here and start all that. All right, but I but behind the scenes, all the guys that I know that do YouTube, they know the story. I've told them explicitly what happened. And the timeline can prove it. <laughs> all right, so anyway, where are we at? How's the poll doing? What did I say? Split right down the middle. Hey, so 50 is 50-50 on the Megan Good, Megan Fox. As I said, it's going to be split. Uh, anyway. Dead tie. As I said, my audience is pretty much a diverse audience. You know, I don't want to identify for just black guys or white guys or anything. I kind of just talk about men. So I knew my audience is split down the middle. I know I got just as probably as much black guys watching me as white guys. And uh, here we go. I said it's going to be split. So um, uh, we see Megan Good slightly. Okay, the brothers have checked in. They, the brothers woke up. They was like, what? You say? No, there's more brothers here. <laughs> here we go. Brothers took over the poll now. They were like, we voting? All right. The brothers did like this. Hold on for a second. The brother said, we voting. Hey, I told you to do Biden. <laughs> All right, let's continue with these things here. Uh, but I guess I watch whoever you want on YouTube. I've never told you to not watch guys. I've never tried to make this. I made one this video specific, this video, in which I used the person's image as the thumbnail. And I made that video. That was the last video I've ever made where I mentioned another person. And after that, after I did that, and while I was doing it, I said, this is the only video of the kind that I will ever do. But I felt it needed to be done at the time. And I never got involved in that drama. It's, 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 it's pointless. All right. And it's actually wrestling in the mud. All right. But uh, other people have did them about me and I never mentioned them. I'm like, why would I even waste time? Because I go look at their channel. First of all, half the time, I never even heard of them. People think I was sitting here watching YouTube. When I came a content creator, I stopped watching a lot of it. Just don't have time as a content creator. But then I go to their channel and I'm like, they ain't got no subscribers. <laughs> Why would I even mention them? You know, that's a tactic of YouTubers. They'll literally, if they are struggling in their audience, they either ask you to collab or they diss you. Now, the one thing you must never do is if you're a YouTuber that has a bigger audience or your audience is solidified, you never respond to them. If your audience is solidified or you have a bigger audience, why would you ever respond to them? 
that would be the dumbest thing. And oddly enough, the person that I did the, this video on, the one that I did, he responded, which was dumb on his part. Because then I had a guy that met me at the 21 convention. He was like, I found you when uh, these people did a this video. <laughs> right? And he was taking pictures with me, getting autographs and all of that. Case in point, you never respond to people who are less than. Because then your audience are going to say, who are we talking about? Oh, this guy actually pretty good. I actually went over probably 50% of the audience of the bigger group that responded. I don't know, man. Men, there's a lot of dumb men out here, for real. I see it in the content creators. I'll be like, dude, y'all not even smart. I don't know why anybody's following you. <laughs> but anyway, you guys keep falling for the okie doke. Go ahead. Y'all can keep that y'all lane. I never even respond. All right, it's a classic case of a dating. See, in dating advice, you would do the same thing. If the woman's less than, don't respond to her. Make her do all the damn work. But they're so good at being dating coaches that they are giving back. They're, they're, they, they don't even follow it up when they're dealing with individuals. It's, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. But I'm not a threat to anybody. I stay in my own lane. I mind my own business. But I do joke on people, but I do it not as an individual attack. So if anybody ever does say you do joke on them, I do joke on a group. That's the same as if other guys say make towels or this. That's fair. Or free agents or this or PUAs or that or black manosphere is this. That's not an individual directed target. That's that's an that's an overall target. That's fair. But to go in and say this content creator. When have you ever seen me do that other than the original one? And that was in 2018 or 2019. It's been a good three years since I've been on YouTube since I've ever done one. It's actually dumb. And I've had a lot of people go in on me. A lot. Guys that I actually collabed with, they end up went on me. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? You can't win. So when it comes to this men thing, never really give it any credence because a lot of these guys got feminine behavior. Everybody keeps asking what a PUA is. It's a pickup artist. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got Megan Good in the lead. And I, I don't mind either one of these women, by the way. Uh, Leaf says a very small percentage of PUAs can get a 35-year-old Megan Good type Betty. But if we're talking about a 21-year-old Megan Good from Transformer, hell no. Zero. Zero of them can pull it. And I'll bet them, I'll challenge them, I'll pay them $1,000. I'll pay you $1,000 to any PUA. Okay, what's my choice? I would go with, do I have to choose one? Can I have them both? Shit, I'm going Megan Good. Although I'm sad at, that I can't get Megan Fox. I would go Megan Good. Uh, but she got a lemon head. Um, the point I was going to make is, she's going to make a point on. Oh, um, yeah, I, look, I would challenge any PUA, any PUA guy, <laughs> any PUA guy, I'll challenge you. I got a thousand dollars on the line, one thousand dollars to let me film you. Thank you to let me film you. You can come here. There's one guy I would tell not to because I have a good friendship with him. I don't want to expose him like that. But the rest of you, PUAs, listen up. 
I got $1,000. I'll bring you out here to Southern California in the summer. Orange County. You got to do Orange County. I don't want to hear about no, well, I don't mac on white girls. or I don't want to hear none of that because your advice got to be, and I don't want to hear what well, the girls where I'm from are better. No, 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 no. Everybody knows Southern California. Don't come here and say the girls in New York are better or the girls in Miami are better or the girls in Houston are better. You're not going to do that here. This is Southern California. No matter what, we're at the top of the list worldwide. You know what I mean? Like we not may not be the top. We might not be your taste or flavor, but everybody knows it's universal. We're at the top of the heap. All right. We're in the top five or 10 in the world. All right. There's the most attractive people here are here. They may not be your type, but they're here. All right. $1,000. I'll fly you in airline ticket, but I record you laying down your Mac game. And I edit it the way I want to edit it. (laughs) I want, I'll record you, but I'm going to record your ass. It it won't be live stream, so I won't embarrass you. Any PUA that want to take this deal, that got shit to talk, the only guys that are shit talking me, you know, I'm cool with a lot of other guys. Bring your ass. And I'll give you $1,000 if you can prove your theory good. But again, like I said, there's some guys I won't let do this. There's some guys I don't want to let do this. And don't be a guy that's talking behind the screen and you ain't got no damn face up. You know, you got to have an audience. You got to have an audience. (laughs) I'll pay for your hotel and I won't put your ass in the red roof in either. They be like a thousand dollars, nah, man. Okay, a thousand dollars too cheap. I got four thousand dollars. I got four thousand dollars. I want you to bring your ass four thousand. Forget hotels and food now, because we got four thousand. I'm recording it, and I just just to let you know, I'm putting mad videos out. I'm gonna get my four thousand back on on the uh, AdSense. I'm going to get it all back. $4,000. And um, because just so you know, your rep's going to get ruined. All right. So if you take this deal, I'm going to expose your ass. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. And I pick the location. I pick the joints. I pick the spots. So you don't set up your little girls on seeking arrangements and all of these girls and that you arrange on your on your show. All right, we're not going to set you up where you'd be like, oh, yeah, I got seeking arrangement girls. They're all ready to go. $4,000. I record you. I follow your ass around for three days, three days and three nights in the places I pick here in Southern California. Be going to run some game. Oh, and you ain't going to have no car. All right, no car. You ain't got no car, no fresh, no fresh ride, no none of that shit because you're going to need that to pull up here in Southern California. I pick the spots. <laughs> All right. And if you were a guy, no, man, you know, them Southern California girls, they ain't my style, man. They ain't got enough booty and all that stuff. Nah, 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 nah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. You can't have no portion, no seeking arrangement, no tender, no nothing. We just all cold approaching. Four G's. And there's guys that I'm going to let not let do this, by the way. There's guys that I'm not going to let do this. 
All right, I'm not going to name them on screen, but there's guys that I'm like, nah. All right, so anyway. <laughs> I'm tying their hands. Come on, man. It's all about game. It's all about game. It's all about game. I can't tie your hands. No, you can't Lambo or Porsche it. You can't, no. I'm not tying your hands. It's all about game. But I'm recording and I'm editing. <laughs> Where we at? People do pick me. No, you gotta have a you gotta have at least seventy hundred thousand subscribers, you know. You can't be somebody without an audience. You gotta be known. 4K on the line. Who gonna take my deal? I'm waiting for my phone to blow up. All my guys, uh, who's gonna do it here? My phone, my phone is dry right now. Hold up for a second. Yeah, my phone is dry. Nobody hit me up yet, and I know they watching. No, man, if you ain't got no channel, you can't do it, man. You got to have a channel. Uh, shout out to Mimic. The second the oldest red pill was Eddie Murphy. Half. Yes, indeed. I'll finish up the Super Chats on this struggle stream brought to you by you. I'm going to eliminate Andrew Tate from this one. You don't qualify for this one. I, Andrew Tate is one I'm not letting him do. <laughs> All right. Because I don't consider him a PUA per se. Andrew Tate's eliminated. All right. He can't do it. All right. I'm going to lose my money most likely. Because he actually has a. He actually has a, a. A status like he has a status outside of this, like he has a life and a career outside of this. He, so, like, he's already a professional fighter. You know what I mean? Like, he already got too much leverage. <laughs> you know what I mean? He already got hoes here. Nah, he, I, I'm not doing Andrew Tate is out. He's too well-known. Like That's like saying, okay, I'll take a halfway, you know, I'll take a semi-famous rapper or a semi-famous, somebody that already has some leverage already. No, I'm talking about dudes that ain't got nothing already, That that that's just a YouTuber. And it, like to, to to be honest, he's already got status, and he's Paul's a good looking guy. He somewhat has some money or some reputation. Andrew Tate's eliminated. Uh, he doesn't qualify for this game. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Kalen Ferguson. Let's do these. Uh, Kalen Ferguson says. He says, coach, being that divorce has and will always be an option, would you have gotten married? Nothing lasts forever. Would I have gotten married originally? You mean originally? Uh, I was actually reluctant to get married the first time. All right. I, I knew this. This was a self-fulfilling prophecy, the divorce. I knew how bad marriage was before I entered it. I wasn't all the way red pill, but I already had the idea. Like, you know, guys watch me. He was like, the, the guys that watch me say, I've been thinking the same thing. And I thought the same thing for 20 years. Well, I did too before I got into the marriage. And it wasn't that she knocked my socks off. It was timing. The timing was good. It was a perfect time in my life. Uh, we were on the same page. But sometimes you get off that same page at some particular point. But I knew the dangers getting into it when I got into it. Again, my marriage wasn't a, the red pilling moment at all. It just gave me information about the dangers of marriage. My red pill was all in wrapped up in dating modern women. That's where my red bill was. So I knew it was going to be dangerous to get into it. 
And it was not a surprise when it happened. So I knew all the bait and switch and the marriage will and all that. I, I had an idea of what that was because I already thought that going in, that, that I was susceptible to that. So it was not a surprise. So that's why people are like, you're hurt that. No, I already knew that was coming. It was kind of like you big dummy or yep. It, you know, like it was like, yep, you did it. You rolled the dice and that's what you got. So it wasn't a surprise um, at all. So I, I basically took the gamble and lost. And this is why I'm always telling you, man, it's your choice. You, you took the gamble. But I never do it again. You know what I mean? I never do it again. And I never really thought she's different. I just thought that um, when, especially when I started to see the signs of it going left, I was like, oh, here it comes. I was like, here that shit come. Damn. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, I can't believe this came. As you guys know, in my marriage, I never used my marriage as she did that and she sexless and she like, I, I always talk about it in the framework of the divorce. That's where I was appalled. That's where I was like, wow. But the steps to get to the divorce was pretty well known. The bait and switch that happened, the whole, like all of that stuff is very predictable. But where guys get the awakening and where I got the awakening was how bitter and vindictive the divorce was. It was like, damn, if I would have known it was that bad, I never would have got married. That was the worst part of the whole thing. It's the divorce, guys. That's what, guys, I'm trying to wake you up on. Her uh, cheating on you will not be as worse as the divorce. It ain't even close. Catching your wife cheating is not even close to what you're going to experience when you get bent over the judge's chamber and you get a, 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 um, you get a billy club shoved up your rear end with your assets being removed by the bailiff. That's where you're going to get a wake-up call. That's where you're going to go. Whoa. How petty people can be. And how petty, I mean, dude, the, the, the pettiness still goes on to this day. I still deal with petty BS. And you're like, damn, you ain't moved on yet. It's been 10 years. What is it, 2022? I'm almost going on 10 years being separated and still petty. <laughs> like, still petty. It, it's mind boggling. I'm like, damn, people really don't move on, do they? Boy, this was a bad, this was a really bad decision. Sometimes I wish I could t tell you how petty it is. But because there's legalities could be associated with it, I can't really get too specific. But I'm still dealing with petty bullshit. And I just shake my, I just go. And guys, oh, this is what I tell you. Um, this is when, because I don't tell you specifically, what I do is try to say, you're married, you're, you never divorce her if you have kids. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. Because the kids are then used, even then the, as they're growing up as teenagers, they're still being used and pulled on because then the, they can't, when the, when, the, when the court case ends, they then turn to the kids and then they get the kids, like, you know what I mean? They get the kids involved in decision-making and bad decisions. You know what I mean? It's, it, get, it continues to go petty and petty, petty, but it's not direct petty. It's indirect petty through use of the kids. So this is the point that I always tell you 
when you're divorced with kids, you're never divorced. You still got to deal with them every day. Every day. The manipulation is on a, and it's sad because they threw it through the kids or they do it through the finances or they do it, you know, the, the manipulation's still there and you're going, God dang, I thought I was getting rid of her, but you never get rid of them. If you have kids and go get divorced, you never get rid of them. They're always going to find some way to be petty on your, on your life. And it's going to affect your kids when they, when they play their sports, when they go through their graduations, when they're picking colleges, when they need to get their driver's license, uh, when they need insurance for the car, when they need, if they ever get in trouble with the law, uh, when they're picking their schools to go to college, whether they decide to go to college or not, they're always going to be this, always the headbutting which could be existing if you were together with that person, but somebody would have to relent. You wouldn't use the kids to manipulate them as much, but when you're divorced, you can use the kids to manipulate. So just never, just so you guys know, and I've been telling you this, when the divorce is never over, just because you moved out of the house and you got your legal separation, it ain't over. It's just starting. The, the fun is about to begin. All right, you're you're gonna go through this when they get when they get engaged, when they get their first girlfriend, when they have their kids, um, if they do any of this, whether they decide to have their kids, uh, if somebody goes becomes a stripper, uh, um, who's gonna visit who on Christmas? Who's gonna visit who on Christmas if they have kids? Oh, I'm gonna go visit dad. Why are you gonna visit dad? You visit dad last year. Who's gonna go to Thanksgiving? It's gonna go on forever, forever. You're never going to ever get, it's never going to stop. This is the messages I'm trying to get you to learn because I go through this on a daily basis. And don't let it come to, uh, you know, who spent money on what? Because I'm not petty like that. But somebody will spend 50 bucks and they'll be like, well, can I get my half back? And you're like, (laughs) one thing I want to tell you, when you have kids, the finances never stop, right? So just because, let's just say, just because somebody went to the hospital and got some prescription medication and you plunk down 75 bucks, you don't go back to the ex and say, well, I'll pay 75 bucks. I want my $35. Because next week there's going to be another expense. And there's going to be another one the next week and another one. But when you bother people over 20, 40, 50 bucks, just pay it. We'll square up at some point, but it all evens out. I'm paid a 50, you paid a 50. I paid 250, you paid zero. It's at some point it's gonna end, end up squaring up when you have kids. But if someone's uh absolutely petty, they don't care what you paid. They just know they broke bread for 50 bucks and they want their $25 back. You just going and they'll cause a big scene over $25. And they'll reignite all the bullshit. And you're going, you're going, yo. Meanwhile, I paid thousands of dollars and never even mentioned it to her. But the minute they, that, that she could pay something, she goes, I paid. I'm like, so what? You owe me $8,000 for sure if we split and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're splitting stuff, you owe me eight grand. All right, but I could call for it, but I know you ain't going to pay for it. So it's not even, I never mention when I pay stuff. 
So people only people know people who know they know what I'm talking about. And this is going to go on forever. If you have petty people that are involved, it's going to go on forever. If two people can somehow, which is a rarity in co-parenting, if two people can somehow get on the same page, put all of that stuff on the back burner and go forth and move on with their lives, this is a rarity. It could work. It's co-parenting. But what you'll find is in co-parenting, it's mostly petty. <laughs> Somebody says, I hate when coach start telling my story. You're going to get into it. And what's normally behind it, What's normally behind it is one person struggling and the other person is fine financially. You know, after five, 10 years, the other person, you know, I got on my feet. She might not have. And so what happens is when things come up on an emergency, it could affect her. And then instead of saying, you know, I need some help and becoming humble. Then it's I need my twenty five dollars. You need to pay me. Because I can't get gas next week. But you, some people don't want to humble themselves. Some people don't want to humble themselves and let and, and let it be known. Because then, then she would take an L. And some people don't want to take that L. She don't want to humble herself to it and say, all right, it looks like you got it. Instead, then it's all manipulation and threats and I did this and celebrating and who's the best parent. It is like, guys, I'm telling you, um, this is why I warn you all the time of what you're getting into. And then when it fractures, if you have pettiness on either side, if you're the petty one, it's going to go on forever until you die or she dies or God forbid the kids die. I mean, but if you got kids with them, Plan on this going forever. This is why I warn you about divorce with kids. Everybody that has, um, everybody that has experienced this, they know what I'm talking about. Everybody that experiences this, they know exactly what I'm talking about. This is why I warn you. Um, but people can't, people can't move on. And again, it is what it is. Uh, people do want to always come out right. They want to come out looking the best. Um, they'll actually keep information from you. And then when you actually, you know, if there's an event, they'll keep it from you show up. They mad. Damn, why are you here? I'm here for my kids. I'm not here for you. But they make it about themselves. Let's see here. Uh, where are we at here? T-Bone Steak says, uh, Coach, as men, we need to stand firm on, and he says, stand firm, firm and on our principles. Example, in my phone, I'm creating a terms and conditions code, philosophy, and whatever you call it. He says, makes life easier and holds yourself accountable. No simping. And I always tell guys, this is where you got to get. And all of these things I know because I learned it. And I finally said, you know what? Let me develop a philosophy of what I will and will not stand for. So I don't get in these situations. When you leave it up to chance by getting married and saying she's my ride or die, when you leave it up to chance, once the trigger is pulled, you have zero control and you'll wish you had a standard. You'll wish 
you stand firm. You wish you had principles. You'll wish you had them, but it's too late. It's too late. So I agree. Develop a philosophy. Have standards so that when uh, a situation arises, you can stand on your firm on your principle and say, nope, I know what this is. And I've got, but leaving things to chance is foolish. And trust me, I got the receipt of that. Somebody says you, she picked the clothes and stuff for the PUA challenge. <laughs> Coach, you should pick the clothes for the PUA challenge. That'll be great. I, I don't let my baby mom, I met, I met, wait, I don't like my baby mom. I met her in high school. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Greg T-Man coach, you have twin Instagrams. Man, somebody's been, I need to get verified because I've been hearing that people have been copying my Instagram. I There's so many out there, it's ridiculous. And I hear they're DMing people as me and people are, they're confused. So they even DM my son. They DM Phil Foster. They DM so many people and it's almost a mirror of my, my Instagram profile. So that's why people need to get verified, but it costs too much money to get verified. So, but I'm going to have to spend it because I've had girls text me, hey, what is this message? <laughs> so um, there's about, I, my son sent me a, 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 what do you call it? My son sent me a, a cloned Instagram that looked just like mine. So now I have to spend, uh, you guys really want to know what it costs to get verified if you got to sneak around? Lots of money. All right. Just so I can get that check mark so everybody knows it's me. But just be careful. Um, I don't respond to very many DMs. I mean, only the people I closely know and have met with. So if you got a message from me, hey, I don't want to talk to you, it ain't me. right? It is not me for sure. But uh, getting verified is expensive, but I'm going to have to do it because there's people cloning my Instagram. Uh, your state master flex. And if anybody got the plug on getting verified, let me know, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna cost or whatever it is, but it costs and it ain't two, it ain't two figures. It ain't three. It ain't four. Where is it at here? Uh, let's see. State master flex. I went out with my homeboys, all financially attractive men, black women were there and none of them approached us. <laughs> all right. Rational irrationality says uh once i dated a girl with a history of depression named debbie deborah downer really <laughs> I, hope, I hope you lying somebody says i need to check my dms you big time i man i'd be like because what happens is i let it get out of control then i go in there all right i'm gonna check my dm and then i go in there i answer five dms and it's then i'm like i can't even do it i can't even catch up to the day let me see something how many DMs that I got today? I think you need to go to the requested. What is this? Protect yourself against, okay. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20, 23, just in the last. 24 hours. So when I scroll down to date, I will, I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll answer these just the last 24 hours. I'll answer all of them. 
and then those people will respond back and then I'll go refresh the screen and I'll try to get down to the previous day and then there's the previous day. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty twenty-eight from one day ago. <laughs> Shit. I needed to hire somebody. That would be for two days worth of DMs. 48. Man, shit, I ain't about to do all that. <laughs> there better be some damn feet pictures in that damn thing. So anyway. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, Al Smith. Thank you, man. This is a struggle stream like a mofo, for real. We just kicking it today. I don't even know if I'll keep it. Uh, Al is it? No, not Al. It's AJ Smith. He says for the struggle stream, the ATM girl will have me on that show talking about let me marry you. Indeed, shout out to you. Thank you for sponsoring the show, man, and being so patient as we're chilling and having conversation. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the pin number, and boom, money just comes right out. Woo! You gonna marry her, AJ? All right. Newski, rapper the baby, shot someone at his residence. Why ninjas hate successful black men so much that they want to take them out. And that's why I be careful with a lot of especially black content creators that get into beefs. Eventually, it's going to escalate and somebody's going to meet somebody. You know, there's guys that have challenged people to meet them in the street and pull up and all that. Is it that serious? <laughs> YouTube ain't that serious, bro. I mean, I hear a lot of very much, um, I've heard people say they would clap them. Other content creators, two content creators. Man, when I see you, I've heard this stuff. And I'm like, what? What is this energy? What is this about? I really am confused. I just stay the hell over here, man. Just stay over here. I'm not trying to. Oh, I also said this. I didn't make this. plat. I didn't make my platform to argue with men. I didn't make this platform to argue with men. I swear I will go down to my last dying YouTube video. I will never argue with a dude on YouTube. Never. It is absolutely pointless for me to make my platform what it is and argue with him. There better be some Jake Paul money on the table. <laughs> so I says you can change your privacy setting yeah all of those are private all of those are the ones where they don't even come in I don't never see them they're not on even know my main setting all right so uh let's see here I'm like I will never argue with no ninja on YouTube so you can make 15 videos about me I ain't even gonna even because then it becomes oh he talked about you you ever hear those emotional dudes come oh this guy talked about you coach you better go get him and why? Now, if you're putting in, remember Jake Paul fought the other dude, the, the other black dude. I think he was from England. And they did a boxing match. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> How much did KFI, KSI, KSI is his name. How much did KSI make? KSI boxing match. 
How much money? Earnings. I'll do that. So if anybody wants to get in the ring, he made, uh, uh, they said a minimum of $900,000. Did they split that though? Paul earned, KSI and Paul earned $900,000. Oh, $900,000 for each fight. I'll do that. I'll get in the ring for a million dollars. I'll fight out. I'll, I'll fight a YouTuber for that. Any, any YouTuber, any, any YouTuber, I'll fight for a million dollars. But am I going to argue with you on philosophy? Never. Never. I'll fight Umar Johnson. I'll fight, I'll fight any YouTuber for a million dollars. I'll get in the ring. Somebody says, I want to see coach fight Mike Tyson. Man, shit. That's going to have to be $40 million. But I would not fight Mike Tyson. Are y'all crazy? Not for a million dollars. So I tell you guys not to even argue with women. And then dudes show up and you think I'm about to argue philosophy or whether who I, who did what? Never. Man, please, it's a waste of my time. Somebody said Fresh versus CGA. Fresh, let me know if y'all want to do this, man. Hey, Fresh, you want to do this, man? Let's do it. Coach versus Andrew Tate? No, man. No, 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 no. I won't fight. He's not a YouTuber. He a boxer. <laughs> oh, man. But I'll fight a YouTuber for sure. But it has to be 900000 minimum. I think that's worth it. I'll get in the ring. I'll get in the ring with damn near anybody that's not a professional fighter. I'm not fighting Andrew Tate. No. AMS. I'll fight AMS for a million dollars. And I'll take a L too. <laughs> I'll take an L. I'll look. I'll, I'm a Floyd Mayweather type of fighter, so that's going to mess him up. All right. Oh man, I gave my, I gave it away. I fight. I fight uh, Floyd Mayweather style. I'm on the. I'm on the defense, and I got the agility, the balance, and the slithery. And I'll be. Yeah, I'll be getting all of that. I'll stand southpaw on that ass. <laughs> I can't do it well in a chair, but I'll be. <laughs> and they gonna tire out in about one round. Hey, everybody has everybody anybody ever did any boxing? Has any if if anybody's ever did boxing, the hardest thing to do is keep your damn hands up after you've been running around punching. Or doing anything for damn three minutes. That three minute round is eternity. So right about the third round. Them hands going to get lazy. Them hands going to get tired as hell. Those gloves are going to feel like cement blocks on your hand. You, your hands going to get you heavy. You're going to throw. You're going to throw 20 punches. Your cardio going to get you. Because I know a lot of these dudes. They ain't got no cardio. Your cardio going to hit you. First, it's going to hit you here. And then your hands are going to go down like this dip. And then you be waiting for the bell. You're going to be like, that had to be two minutes. That had to be three minutes. Three minutes seems like an eternity, bro, in boxing. It's no joke. Three minutes in a ring, you're like, that's no, no problem. Do it for three rounds. By the time you get to round number four, you're done. <laughs> your lungs gonna get your ass 
your hands going to get tired, your arms, your whole, your shoulders, all that shit going to drop. And all I got to do is bink, bink you right to the nose. You ever got hit on the bridge of the nose? And you're tired, your will, you, you're going to get broken. You, your, your will's going to get broken if you don't get that knockout punch. And then your cardio hit and them hands get heavy. All I'm going to do is run your ass around the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got the cardio. I'm going to just. Give you that jab. Jab him up. Jab him up. All right. Back up. Back up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Legs get gone. I'm telling you, boxing is no joke, man. That's why them dudes that get in there, I'm like, more power to them because fighting is not easy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> shuck and jive, stick and move, all that. I'm going to get in the ring. They're going to say, ding, as soon as they ring that damn bell, this is going to be me. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man. You see I'm shuffling? That's what I'm going to be doing in the ring. I ain't going to throw man, one punch, right? I'm going to shuffle the whole damn time. Sweet feet. Oh, you, mi oh, you missed. Oh. oh, them hands getting heavy, huh? Uh, 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 jab, jab, jab. Uh, oh, oh, you get that little jab. Jab them in the kidney a couple times, them body blows. You know dude's going to try to just knock your ass out. Rib shot, body blow, kidney. Oh, like, God damn, bro. <laughs> oh my goodness I went in there and threw three punches the whole fight and I won <laughs> oh man that should be funny anyway if anybody wants to get down any YouTubers and listen you can't be trained in fighting you know what I, mean? I mean you can but you can't $900,000 on the table where are we at here Shout out to YouTube Trash Talker says, uh, Coach, your show should be required viewing for all men like selective services when they turn 18. You're saving lives out here. Trying to save some lives. Uh, but guys, that still will bring the emotional part of it. Oh, you were hurt and somebody broke your heart. Um, you know, all of us have had heartbreaks. I mean, that's essentially what it is. But I'm not speaking from heartbreak. Um, I've had girls break my heart and I broke, I, I would venture to say I probably broken more hearts than my heart's been broken. I, and many men probably are in that situation because many of us really aren't, we're probably non-committal for a long time. And some girls wanted to commit and we probably messed them around. So, um, I probably have broken more than I've actually been on the wrong side of breaking because what happens is the few times we do commit many times it's to the wrong woman. And she finesses us or she plays us around, plays us for the fool. By the time we commit, we're like, damn, I could have been out here with my hoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you made me get rid of all my hoes for you. And now I'm back here looking stupid. All right. So uh, when you do that a couple of times, uh, we all get our heart broken. But I think my experience is not teaching you from the heartbreak side. Because I never really, maybe I talk about not getting emotional with them. But my experience comes from the manipulation side, right? How you get manipulated in the whole court of public opinion, in the divorce court. I think that's mostly where I speak from. It's never from, well, if you do this, you're going to break your heart. 
And when this girl did that, she broke my heart. It mostly was the games and like, wow, I can't believe she would do that. She's a woman. There's sugar and spice and everything nice. I think I break that facade down. I'm not speaking for about if somebody breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Because we've all been there. I teach from tactics, what they're going to do, manipulation, what they get away with, the legal system, the consequences. I don't know how people tie that into heartbreak, but people do. And that's basically what their argument is. Well, somebody must have really broke your heart. No, somebody manipulated me. Somebody finessed me. Somebody hoodwinked me, bamboozled me. Somebody made me look like a plum idiot. Somebody got me for, stuck me for my paper. It's never that, oh, the girl hurt me. And so I'm on this tyrant tirade of trying to teach you about manipulation. No, I got, I got made look like a fool. I don't think that has anything to do with heartbreak. <laughs> Right. That's what that's what people don't get. I'm like, what does that even have to do with anything? I'm talking about getting abused in the legal court system and you over here. Somebody broke your heart. Like what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? But they're trying to do that because they're trying to save face. Uh, because they've never been through what I'm telling you to avoid so that their way to get around it is try to say, well, you just got your heart broken. So anyway. Somebody said, this is the info your daddy should have told you about women, 100%. Um, because to be fair, women are told everything about men well in advance. Their granny tells them, their father tells them, their mother tells them, and many times women still don't listen. Everybody tells them what's coming. Oh, boy, oh, no, don't get with him. He a heartbreaker. Oh, he a player. Oh, oh. And what do they run to? Right to that guy. And why they, why they know she's going to do that, they try to warn her. Oh, no. Oh. They warn her ass along the way. And what does it does? She actually go right to the guy. They even know that if she picks the guy to be quiet, they're like, oh, shit. They're like, oh, shit, don't tell her. Because if we tell her, she's going to want to latch on to that guy. So just to be fair, women have always been told along the line what to look out for. When it comes to men, one dude tells you what to look out for. You're the enemy, public enemy number one. Why? Because then you can't get manipulated. Because we're, we're convincing you not to fall for the BS, the okey-doke. But then when we come out and say, hey, guys, watch out for this. Like, just ask, what, guy, what person tells guys to watch out for stuff women do? I'll wait. What guy, what person ever tells a guy to watch out when women do this? Your mama doesn't tell you. She just tells you to keep, keep doing stupid stuff. Your, your daddy don't tell you. He, he plays dumb. Um, the world might just wear a condom and keep it in your pants. I mean, nobody tells guys what to watch out for. Except us. And then when we do it, we're demons because then well, all women don't do that. I didn't say all women. Just like when your mama tells you and your daddy tells you to watch out what guys do. It's not all guys. It's the guys that probably going to uh, hoodwink you. So we tell the guys, this is what to look out for. We don't say all women do it, but they have the ability to do it. So watch out. And but we're public enemy number one. Because you can't get manipulated now and you're a problem. You're a problem for the restaurant industry. You're a problem for the dating industry. You're a problem for the damn diamond industry, the wedding industry. You're a problem for the public school indoctrination camp. You're a problem for the feminist agenda. You're a, pro you're a whole damn problem once you realize what to look out for. You a whole damn problem. You're a financial problem. <laughs> You're a problem for the banks.
Because now you ain't going to buy no big house. You ain't moving to the suburbs. You ain't buying a minivan or the SUV. You ain't going to get married. You ain't going to go take girls out to dinners and restaurants, buying flowers. You a problem. You're a problem for the family court. They can't swim hood week and bamboozle you. You're a problem for the church. You're a whole damn problem. So they can't get you out here knowing the information. They can't prepare you. You're a problem for the birth rate. You're a whole problem. The agency, NYC, he got a couple of super chats. I should get closer to the mic. He says, watching and listening as always. And he also adds, I did some boxing and kickboxing in the 80s. I got hit everywhere. Worst is the liver hits. I live in Queens, New York since 88. Being a landlord is the best revenge. Real estate is the great equalizer. Wishing you success from NYC. Uh, congratulations, brother. My brother's a hustler out there getting that real estate. And as you guys know, I love real estate. Always warn you about houses, but love real estate. All right, congratulations to you. But yeah, if you've been in that ring, the body blows are add up. I know y'all going to want to go with the headshot. And if you can get it early, get that headshot. But if you don't get that headshot round number one and number two, them body blows going to add up. All right, shout out to you. Let's get in here. Uh, we're getting on winding up here. This is a crazy stream today. Uh, the Real Fit Styles, you are so right. My ex hates me right now because I'm making progress and she's not. That will cause jealousy and um, all of that stuff. And the jealousy will then cause her to be petty towards you. And um, it's going to affect you and your child's relationship. Uh, so much so that, uh, say, for instance, you have a better living condition. Like your situation is better for the kids, right? They still... Like if they're better, if they, they still will make, let that kid live in poverty when they go over to their side. Not I'm not saying my kids do though, that, but their living situation, if it's less than ideals and yours is better, they won't be like, why don't we put the kids with you until I get my situation straight? And then we'll put, they won't do it. They'll still let the kids go back to poverty on your side and go back to a mansion on your side. And then they'll somehow get the courts involved. I need some money. We need to equalize. It's not fair to kids. Why don't you take a seat? Don't want to do it now. Let's say it's on the opposite. Let's say if it was ever opposite, the man has poverty, but she has a mansion. Do you think she would let the kids go back to her, to your place? She'd be raising hell. When they go over there, they sleep on pull-out mattresses. They sleep on a couch. They sleep at, they got some babysitter. She wouldn't even let, dude, she wouldn't even let you have peace. For having the kids go over to your place. This is what I'm talking about. They wouldn't do it. They, they wouldn't stand for it one bit. But if you got a better living situation, they'll never be like, you know what? Be better if the kids went over there and I got my situation straight. And it's kind of demoralizing when they come to my house. You know what I mean? They'll let them be demoralized. They'll demoralize their own damn kids. Instead of going, I'll take an L. Some people don't want to take that L. Too much for the pride. Too much admitting that you were right. Too much admitting that you won. Too much admitting that you recovered. They'll let the kids take L. Meanwhile, out in public, faking like she's normal. And then they'll try to badmouth you still, acting like you ain't did nothing. I, it is one. Guys, I'm telling you, man, I can't write 15 books on this. 
I could write 15 books on how petty the majority of women are in divorce and separation and baby mamas. It is beyond. You're, and you go, wow. You know, just take the L, swallow your pride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just admit you was wrong. Just admit you lost. Because when we lose, we got to admit it. And they will drag us into the front, in front of the public, in the public square, and tar and feather our ass if we are ever on the other side. Just to let you know, they'll drag you to the public, to the court. They'll drag you to court and display all your damn records. They'll be up at the school telling everybody you a loser. They'll be at the school counselor talking about he live in a hovel and he live in a one-bedroom studio apartment and the kids sleep on the floor. She be blasting your ass all on Facebook if that was the scenario. But let it be them. Quiet as a church mouse. And they will let their kids go in there and be absolutely demoralized through the whole process. And then the sad part is the kids will act like it's normal. They'll act like it's normal because they don't want to make the mom look bad. But had it be you, yeah, yo, my mama say you a plum loser. My mama said this is not ideal living conditions. They be over there talking on you, your kids, to your face. <laughs> because she would be letting them know you shouldn't be over there. But when you flip it around, I would be wrong if I go in there and be like, hey, they don't have the ideal living situation over there. I'll be absolutely wrong. How, how dare you take it from the mom? The mother still needs to say she can do. I tell you, man, though, I do this for you to educate you because it's that serious. <laughs> they she'd be taking she'd be taking pictures of you in your living conditions, putting it on Facebook. She'd be talking about it on Facebook all day long if you lived in a bad situation. Somebody said, your honor, she's a straggle-daggle. Yep, if I went into court, man, she's a straggle-daggle. These kids should not be, they'd be like, well, you know, Mr. Adams, everybody struggled. But it, flip it around. Your honor, he a deadbeat daddy. He ain't even got no stuff. He ain't got towels, bedspreads, nothing. Look at this. He ain't got their own. They ain't got their bedroom. They share in a bedroom. They be in there blasting you on Facebook all day long. <laughs> but it it that it is the weirdest thing, bro. Anyway, shout out to uh young, the real fit styles. Uh Omar Fakari says, Coach speaking the truth, paid my ex seven figures in a settlement three years ago and still got $15 copay reimbursement requests pettiness never ends how sad is that bro i mean you you're literally going but technically she's gonna say on a technicality everything you gave me because i don't know if you guys know how it works the court will say something like this um you split everything down the middle uh you would split everything down the middle normally if you were married so education expenses automatically get split now, you you will end up paying the education expenses, and she'll wriggle out of that. But separate from that, medical expenses is a whole different category of accounting. So those get paid equally as well. So what technically happens is she might split the expenses over here, or you might pay the bulk of the expenses over here, and she ignores it, which that's your deal. She'll just ignore it. And then when the medical expenses come up, She'll recognize it if she had to take the kid to the hospital. 
And then you'll go over here. You were like, yeah, but over here, I paid the most and you never put any in. And she was like, I don't have to blah, blah, blah. What I'm talking about is this category over here. <laughs> she like, that don't matter. You chose to do that. I don't have to pay that. And you never gave me the receipt. So whatever. But on the medical, it says right here, you must pay half. Meanwhile, you've been paying the boatload of everything. But because of technicality, she'll go into court and say, he ain't paying half of the medical bills. He didn't pay me my copay. He didn't pay, he didn't pay this. And then you'll have to go in and say, but your honor in category A over here, I paid. She owes me from category A. And what are they going to say? Well, don't be petty, Mr. Adams. You are supposed to split medical expenses. Why don't basically man up? Basically man up. I tell you, it is a piece of work. You, you won't believe it, bro. Somebody says all true. They were like, well, you got to do what you got to do. Be a man. You know, she's not in the best situation, but you are supposed to pay those medical expenses. So pay up. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Uh, but and, uh, and item A, if we split item A, she would owe me $15,000, Your Honor. And we're in here talking about $75 medical bill and some prescription for painkillers that my kid had to take for two days. Yep, pay it up. Anything else? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anything else, ma'am? Anything else you want to throw in there? Somebody said, whose fault is that? It's, it's, it's the system. It, you don't realize it until you go through it. When you go through it, you're going to be like, wow. <laughs> you're going to be like, unbelievable. Like, wow. And then they might even guilt you. Well, you know, she's kind of tight. The reason why she's doing that, she's kind of tight. Uh, maybe if you gave her $500 a month. Why do I got to give her $500 a month? Well, you know. Just kind of just help her out. I mean, you know, do you like your kids to go over to her house and struggle? Again, if it was flipped the other way and she went in there was like, they struggling at his house. Do you think they would say to her, well, if you gave her, give, give Mr. Adams $500, will you? Give him $500, man, woman up. They literally will take the kids from your damn residence. They had a CPS in here marking everything that you have. It is a crazy system. They would never, they would never give you that leeway. But when they go in there, they get the leeway. Anyway, I kick facts, dude. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been separated since 2013. So I've been dealing with this since 2013 constantly. I've seen so much. I basically got a law degree without going to law school because I've been in the courts and been in the mediators and judges and attorneys. I've been in there so much. I know so much that people will come in here and they know nothing and they'll go, whoa, she broke your heart. Dude, you're crazy. I got the info. I got the game. And the reason why I can tell you and lawyers won't tell you is because lawyers are trying to make money from you for your ignorance. Lawyers are trying to make money from you from your ignorance. This is why they don't come out here and tell this stuff. This is why I'm a threat to them. 
I make money by telling it to you, all right? But I don't make money from you, from your ignorance. I make money because you're ignorant, and then I actually am able to monetize it. <laughs> all right, but lawyers will never tell you this stuff up front. Nobody before you got married, a pastor, a lawyer, nobody would tell you this. They just wait until you do what? They make sure you throw your pole out there and then take the deal. And then when she files for divorce, then they'll be like, well, let me tell you how this works. You know what I mean? And then it'll be three years and they'll just reveal a reveal a reveal. <laughs> I'm not talking about my ex. I'm just talking about an example. I'm not talking about my ex. I'm saying this is an example of what happens. So if anybody thought I was talking about my ex, I'm not. I gave you examples of what could happen. <laughs> but shout out to Omar. He's absolutely right. I gave you example after example. I didn't say it was specific to me. Uh, shout out to uh, it's Dave, baby. Just because you read my comment at random, coach. Thanks again. We got you. Thank you, man. Read it at random in the live chat. Uh, shout out to Vincent Dean Jr. He says, they want you back, coach. Their co-worker's daughter went to the junior college and word got around. Hey, here we go. Oh, man. Hey, pair up whatever you guys want. All right, get them get them in here. All right. Uh, Young Viking says, who's catfishing Lovey Smith? Nobody. They catfishing me, though. And there's a lot of women probably getting messages from me and these fake Instagram things right there. And the lead attorney is, is telling this to us. The lead attorney, yeah, but but uh, he tells you some things. Yeah, he tells you some things. But he's very good. I'm not against lead attorney at all. Um, so, yeah, he's going to do he's, – he's, he's exposing uh, great parts of it, great parts of it. I probably would want to go in, him to go in a little bit more. Uh, but he is warning you. He, he is at least warning you. Uh, Brandon D says contributions towards the Jasmine Rice Foundation. And we are doing, he says, and when are we doing the feet picture bracket challenge, coach? Uh-huh. <laughs> Who got the best feet out here? Who me says, can you put up the throw the damn towel meme? That's what you would be doing in the ring. Hey, I've taken jujitsu classes in Muay Thai and um, um, the likes and Taekwondo, although Taekwondo is a defensive strategy, um, it's not really an aggressive uh, battle. Taekwondo is mostly, mostly for defense. They're not a strike first type of uh, um, discipline. Um, so know that about Taekwondo. It morally teach you how to defend yourself more than anything and stay on balance. But they're not an attack type of philosophy like a jujitsu and a Muay Thai. So a Muay Thai, Krav Maga and all of that, you're going to be attacking, right? <laughs> Uh, but but in that moment, if you've ever sparred or did anything worked out in that, you know real fast, yo, you're gonna be winded, and them arms gonna be gone. <laughs> and don't be in and in Muay Thai where you can kick. Them legs gonna be gone. I can kick your leg. All right, shit. There's dudes that will kick tree trunks for practice in Muay Thai to get their legs strong enough to take kicks. Now, if you ain't never been kicked in the leg, the shin, the kneecap, the ankle, and you take a kick, and you fighting somebody where they can kick you, <laughs> mm. 
cheat. You get one kick, you out. They kick you in the quad. They kick you in the damn hamstring, in the glute. It's a you get woken up real fast. Oh shit! I didn't realize the hamstring was so so damn sensitive. And now you can't kick because they're gonna kick you on the leg that you plan on. <laughs> That's the leg that you plan on to throw your kicks, and they done kicked it out of that leg. All right, so now you don't want to even throw no kicks. So anyway, yo, body blows is crazy, man. They kick you in the leg. I mean, they could kick you in the shin. Now that now it's done. Now you can't kick. You better start grappling. <laughs> you better start grappling. Hey, man, every man should be trained in combat. Combat training. All right. In some form, just at least to defend yourself. Jason Webb is in the building. Thank you, man. All right, for being here. Uh, the agency NYC, I got yours. Thank you for the again for the support. Uh, J 16 if you love him strong enough, you can change him. Where did that quote come from? If you love him strong enough, you can change him. Jeremiah Franz, he says, we all need a bad breakup and, uh, and a big, and, and a big loss in business at a young age. So we can learn to allocate the weight of those emotions correctly. Never think, never be sad that you got into a bad breakup. You need those lessons. You need those lessons. You need to get dumped. You need to get cheated on. You need to get played. So, you know, you need to lose some money. You need to go like, I don't say you're needed these things. You need to go homeless. But guys, I've been homeless. I've been houseless. So I know that I was almost at a complete low. So a lot of things don't scare me anymore. Like, oh, man, you can start a business. That's going to be scary. Shit, I already been lived in my car. You know what I mean? I survived it. Luckily, I had the car because if I didn't have the car, I wouldn't have been able to make it out of it though as fast as I did. But I know at least if I have transportation, I can survive. So I'm not scared of that no more. I'm not scared of that type of failure. People are like, oh, what if what if this happens or what if that happens? And big, big deal. <laughs> now, I also know I don't want to go that low anymore, so I'll do what I got to do. And if that means to piss you off and give you the middle finger and tell you no, because I know I would rather not do that and 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 be upset with myself or p- potentially go homeless. I'll do it. Ain't no big deal. I know I ain't going to live in my car no more. So if it is if it's going to lead to anywhere with me living in my car, aka a relationship or a marriage, I ain't going to do it. I'll do what I want to do. And most of the time, the things that led you into a bad situation was stuff you did on some emotional bullshit. Or stuff you did in romance and marriage and all that stuff. That's what most of the guys have a perfect record. They have a perfect legal record. They have no criminal record. They have no mess ups. They ain't had no problems with the law. They did everything right. All they did was got married and divorced. And then from that point, they became a criminal. They became a criminal to eyes of the law, the family court. They've been disenfranchised. They lost their job. They lost their career. They lost their house. They lost their money. They lost their spouse. They lost their kids. All they did was got married. They weren't a bad guy. It's the only thing they did. Or they cohabitated. And then it led to domestic violence. And they oh, called the police. And some, yeah, she called the police. And all of a sudden, your life was a wreck. <laughs> yep, you lost your reputation, you lost family members, you lost friends. 
all you did was get married or all you did was move in with her. Everything else in life you did right. You did the right thing for your job. You did. Yeah, Will Smith is an example of that. He did. His life is flawless, essentially. Okay. And guess what the one hang up of Will Smith is? Jada. You're absolutely right, Gray Rock. Will Smith is damn near batting a thousand. Except for that Jada thing. Now that screwed him up. And it almost is going to lose. He's going to cost. That's going to cost him everything. It's costing him his reputation. He almost got put in jail. He almost lost his academy. His whole damn thing. He's going to lose some money. Just learn what I'm talking about. That's a very important step. You F that up. You're going to lose. You can lose everything that you work for. Just on that one thing. Making a commitment. Getting married. Moving in with a woman. Having a baby out of wedlock. Having a baby in wedlock. No matter what you did in life, it will matter none. That will be what you're known for. Uh, shout out to this. This is just a kicking stream today. Um, let's just say AJ Smith. It's the way she rolls her eyes. You like her. He says you like feet. I like them rolling eyes. Oh, you like rolling eyes. Okay. Um, Johnny Depp, same thing, right? Red Pill Ray asks, hey, coach, I'm watching the live stream from the beginning and the show that you're mentioning, there was another show just like it a years ago called Hitch or Ditch. Look it up when you can. Okay, so it's a show kind of like that, the ultimatum stuff. Agency NYC again. Please, coach, send a congratulations to my 14-year-old son, Lucas Xavier, for his 98% grade point average and being accepted in the Queen's most prestigious, prestigious Catholic high school Archbishop Malloy. Great basketball program, by the way, Beck. He says, uh, my 14-year-old son, Lucas, is a big fan of CGA. Congratulations to Lucas. Let's give him a round of applause. My man's got a 98% grade point average. He's accepted into Archbishop Malloy. My man is on the bigger and better things, man. We're proud of you as a man. You got the information. You got your father giving you your information. Listen to him. This is the most critical age in your life to get this advice. You're ahead of the game. And keep it going, man. Keep it going. We want to hear great things from you in the next four years of you taking over this world. We need more men like you. We need more men like you. All right. Thank you, man. And congratulations to Pops, because oftentimes this is a reflection of the work that you've done, the sacrifices that you made, and how much you've invested in your son and how much your son looks up to you. So that means a lot. Congratulations to the father, too. Larry Hernandez says, don't get married. Peace, quiet, and freedom. God bless CGA. Drop the mic. All right. Yes, indeed. Where are we at here? Public lighting and power. Could marriage change without the court system? No, man. Good. I, dude, one day I wanted to tell a judge. I was like, look, man, it, you, you know, look, this whole wor world will be better if you stop letting these straggle daggles come into court filing cases. But you know what? They'd be out of work. But um, the court is always going to be necessary. Women aren't going to make you take the plunge without the court. This is why when you say, I don't want to get a marriage license, they balk. No, I need that marriage license. She needs the protection. Remember the second, the saddest part is not even your parents tell you. Yep. Not even your parents tell you. Hey, you know what's even sadder? You'll find out your parents did the same thing to the other parent. That's going to wake your ass up. Because you'll be telling one of the parents and the other parent be looking at you like this here. That's interesting, son. 
<laughs> your dad be like, tell me about it. <laughs> and your mama be like this, like she done swallowed a canary. They know. <laughs> your dad been on child support. Your mama been up at the court. You know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. They know exactly what's going on. And it basically, it's like karma coming back on their ass. They like, damn. But what happens is sometimes if your mom did your dad like that, sometimes your son, ladies, I want you to listen to that. If you've done your dad like that, your son going to get did like that. And you're going to feel a different type of way. I want, I want single mothers to listen to what I just said. I know you're listening to me because I know y'all hating ass be watching me. The way you did your father's, the way you did your son's father, at some point your son is going to get done like that. 15, 20, 30 years down the line, your son going to get the same damn treatment. And you're going to be like, damn. Came back on my ass. So really question how much you really want to go after that $50. Question whether, if you have a son, ladies, if you have a son, just understand, your son going to get done just like that. Highly likely in this, in this country, your son going to get the same damn treatment and you're going to feel some sort, certain way. But then you're going to be like, ah, I can't understand why. Well, look at what you're getting back. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> he said they don't care. Oh, but you know what's going to happen is they're going to end up citing what you guys know. If you don't know, your, your moms and your female family members are going to side with your ex because they know. So they'll never, you're kind of right. They don't care because they know. They know what she's going through. All right. Shout out to uh, Larry Hernandez. They trying to get feet pictures with the fake CGA account. <laughs> oh, man. They like the feet pictures. Yeah, man. Maryland guy says first super chat in several days. I owe the IRS five grand. Taxation is theft. <sighs> I've told you in the last couple of years, I paid some steep IRS bills. All right, in the five figures, gentlemen. All right, five-figure tax bills. Back-to-back -back years. All right, so I feel you, brother. All right, you're like, why I got to give them this money? All right, they send you a letter and tell you what they're going to do if you don't send it. All right, I'll send it. <laughs> tell me how much to, who to make it out to. All right, here you go. All right, uh, JB says, Coach uh, Alexis Maloney, on the Ultimatum Show is being played by Rumor Williams. Huh? The daughter of Bruce Williams, Google her pics and you'll see it's the same person. They do this the same thing in Hollywood. Are you sure about that? I'm going to look that up just to, before I go. Alexis Maloney. Alexis the Ultimatum. Here it is right here. Is she, um, oh, oh, the girl, the soggy yogurt, sloppy yogurt. Let me see if uh, I'm going to put Bruce Willis's. I'm going to put C in here. You said Bruce Willis, huh? Interesting. Oh, you want me to pull it up here because you don't have this. This isn't confirmed. Huh? They haven't. Oh, wait a minute. No, they haven't confirmed that. But you're saying it's the same person. Okay. Give me one second before we go. I'm going to pull up an image here, and then I'm going to pull up Bruce Willis's daughter. 
I'm going to pull it up there. Rumor is her name, right? Rumor. Uh, let's see here. Do they look the same? Um, I see the facial features are the same. This is not confirmed yet. Although she does look a little square jawed like. Let me put it up for the brothers to see. So this is going to be a like this is going to be rumor Willis. Squared off jaw here. But this one has blue greenish eyes. This one has. I see what you're saying. This one has blue eyes. pretty similar I'm not sure interesting though interesting we'll get it confirmed there here we go flood CGA with super chats keep them here till midnight with the struggle stream and my internet tripping all right look at it this is a mess today I'm gonna delete this damn stream all right uh let's see here I got one more super chat. Shout out to JB. Thank you, man, for the show. Thank you for the show. All right, so we kicked it Thursday. I'm going to go feed my dog, all right? May, I'm not going to have dinner with my dog, but I'm going to feed my dog. We're going to kick it. I'm going to cut some videos and all that stuff. Oh, here we got another one. Jaquari Turner, mother don't care until the scallywag girlfriend ex-wife disrespects them. The code is uh, I could have been the 304 sugar Three oh wait, I could have been the three oh four sugar or streetwalker. Don't judge the girl's son in their mind. So you're right. So yeah, they they don't care until it's oh she said something about me. You're right. JB also says Mark Staker Staker also played John Lennon. Coach, look that one up. Mm. <laughs> I'm wrapping this one up. All right, thank you, JB. All right, shout out to the coach gang. Uh, who we got here? Let's get our girl on the way out about her talking about make more money. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling.